millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in Lee, Gus Gould has his say on the Twill hashtag of the year and surprise, surprise, it's Tigers in Decline. Damien overtakes Nigella as the most masturbated to cook in the world. Billy Slater announces his retirement and Benning is immediately suspended on the 2019 Dalian medal. Plus, we look forward to all the action for round 22 of the 2018 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 299 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? If I was any better, it would be illegal. Look, I mean, it's, I know it's like it's not, it's, it it's defies protocol, but I mean, like, I, I did st- I did steal a look and I mean, you are fucking pitching a tent over there. Like, it, <laughs> there's, there's an extra couple of inches. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. You know? Mate, I mean, I'm not saying you're an innie, but now for what an Audi. <laughs> Everything's coming up, stepdad. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, stepdad, it's almost like he's uh, in preparation for the big fucking, the big fucking dick, dick, pr- <laughs> the, the dick comparison with the real dad versus stepdad thing. Uh, <laughs> you ready? And uh, yeah, and uh, of course, you know, with your with your custom Gus Gould penis pump <laughs> that's uh, oh. done done the job. Yeah. It just twice, twice really. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Well, it's, it's not a pump. It's it's more a program. Okay. It's a, you seen those real dolls? Yes, I have. This one's just a. It's a real doll with Gus's face. You <laughs> drop your Dax. So you mean it's not a beautiful, soulless, fucking Russian blonde doll? No, it's, a- <laughs> it, it's Gus. Yeah. And you drop your Dax, and it scowls at your penis, <laughs> and then it rings the media and says your penis has the full support of the board. <laughs> <laughs> that that so that doesn't sound quite as sexy. <laughs> Look, yeah. Obviously, but obviously it works on people. The results are unquestionable. If you're if you're if you're a, if you're a, if you're a, like a panther sexual, obviously it it it, it <laughs> ties directly into your fetish. Ninety nine percent of the time, just, it works every time. It just hits you right in the right in the spots. <laughs> it's great. So. But yes, um, yes, it is a tremendous week um, for for the, the Panthers fans, and uh, well, and not so much for the Tigers fans. Even though nothing's really really happened at the moment, just the the overall fear and paranoia that this is just immediately generated, given the Cleary connection. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like it's it's fucking hilarious as a neutral to watch. I'm lo- I'm loving it. Um, and then you've got like the, the the various factions are split up. There's the the Panthers fans were just like you know whatever, which is kind of like you. Then you got the Panthers fans that are actually like, "How dare you say this is a cunt act? This is a, oh, the contracts, blah blah. This is business, blah blah." You know, that fucking standpoint is ridiculous. Then you got the Tigers fans is like, "Going, fuck! This is going to be an absolute disaster if Cleary leaves because he's built this team, you know, with like a three-year arc or whatever, and to leave after you know a year of it, a year and a bit of it." Um, that's that's the correct response for a Tigers fan. Yes. So this would be a terrible fucking thing. But then you get the Tigers fans that are kind of like. 
oh fuck you fuck him then he can you know he can go and it's it's not even that there's there's this whole thing of um look i'm gonna put my my spin on this all that's happened is that penrith have parted ways with anthony griffith correct they've done it at a time of the year that i can't remember it ever happening before it's fucking weird because I mean it's it's certainly happened in uh, around this time of the year for teams that are out of finals contention or something. Like that's you know because yeah. like like when when Manly um, asshole Tuvi, it was it was before this stage of the season, and um and they they were, they were at that stage they were out of finals contention, yep. but then they pretty much won every game in the back half of the season and almost you know finished ninth yeah. and almost got into the finals. Yeah, but um. But yeah, this, it's weird for a team that's actually not travelling that. I mean, obviously there's problems, but they're still finding a way to win, um, and they're still you know challenging for the top four. L- let me talk. To the, yeah, take take a, a almost direct quote from Gus. He said that sometimes winning can mask a lot of other things going on at your club. Oh, no doubt. And and if you take the latter out of the equation over the last little while of football, yeah, you know, Penrith had the Broncos put fifty on them. Mm-hmm. They've had the Roosters put 40-odd on them. Yep. Um, they've had these, you know, hashtag comeback games yeah, yeah. against, you know, realistically teams that- Teams that aren't the yeah. That they should be beating. Yep. Um, it, it, it really isn't- Yeah, okay, they're going to finish in the top four, but- or close to. Well, maybe you know, not in top four. I mean, although the Dragons going, maybe I was going to say, ask Dragons yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah, how, maybe they will. How accurate is it that if you have a blinder of a start to the season and peter off in the end, how enjoyable is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. So, um, all we know is that the Anthony Griffin and the Panthers have parted ways. There's also another club of just people that hate Gus. Yeah. Um, mostly, mostly supporters of, of the Storm, Cowboys, Titans, and Broncos. That's the, I think that's the main ones. Tigers fans also now identify with that because they feel like they're they're, they're on their knees. They're, they're on their knees, staring down the barrel. <laughs> yeah, and look, I'm, I'm I had um, someone I work with who's a Tigers fan. Yep, and he is part of the LGBTI community, mm-hmm. and he was horribly depressed. Now, this is his quote again. This isn't my culture. I'm, he said, "Oh no." The Tigers are the bisexuals now. Because <laughs> we were talking about the Gus thing. <laughs> then his point yeah. was that the rest of that community sort of... <laughs> yes. Um, I, I want to have a, a, a quick little shout out. At, there's a lot of shit that's gone on. A lot of people have gone at Gus and said, oh, well, when he was asked if they were having a mid-season review, he denied that there was a mid-season review and... And that seems to go. Gus has made it hard on himself, though, by having some direct quotes in his- Because he's in the media all the time. He says a lot of stuff. Yeah, but Gus didn't say that there's no mid-season review. He said- No, no, there's not a mid-season- Of course there's a review. Yeah, yeah. It was was planned since the beginning of the year. Yeah, he's not- I don't remember him denying the existence of some mid-season review. But, I mean, he did have some quotes. I mean, there's been been some choice quotes and trotted out about, you know, where he has directly contradicted himself over the course of this season. 100%. And, and, And- but let, let me again ask, take again, take your feelings about Gus, take your feelings about the situation out of the equation. Yep. Right? I'm if, a complete neutral here, so I'm, I can just well, I'm just enjoying if, the schadenfreude going around put, both sides. Put, your, put yourself in um, the situation where you run an organisation mm-hmm. and you have somebody that you've brought on and they're responsible for, in a big way for the success of this organisation. Mm-hmm. 
Are you going to go out publicly and say, well, you know, yes, he'll be our coach for, for the remainder of this, 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 as long as he meets these benchmarks that we've set for him. And if he fucks up, oh, well, he's out the door. Yeah, but I mean, if he said that, he kind of stops at the first half, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But the... The thing, the thing is, the the thing is, like the the yeah. stories. I mean, we don't know that we don't know the the truth of the, no, no, no. of everything in there. But the stories that have gone that have, have gone around is basically that the reason why he was he was gone is because you know he wasn't you know taking like you know using like a committee approach and taking on the advice of his assistants and stuff like that. Correct. And um, but then it also says that pretty much the game plans have been devised by Cam Seraldo and and Gus Gould over the last X weeks too. Over the X period of time, no. So which so so Gus came out. And he which said, way is it? Yeah. He, which he way said is the it? The only he said the only involvement he had was preseason. Yeah. And he flat out said the the reports that he's had a hands on approach in coaching the NRL side. Yep. Is false. Yep. You know. Yeah, devising game plans and things like that isn't necessarily a what. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, it's all semantics, isn't it? I mean, he could say, well, that's not. That's not. You know, that's that's, that's a that's, that's strategic. That's tactical. That's not. I mean, that, I'm not out there fucking yeah. running drills. You know. Like, um, but. All Gus has ever said is, "This is where we are now." Yeah, you know, it, even- it seems like strange. It seems like strange timing that could be unless unless Griffin had one hundred percent lost the fucking players to the point where they were on the brink of rebellion. If he wasn't fired, it seems like a strange time to do it because honestly. If it's not all about winning and like whatever that that quote that Gus said about you know like he's not he, you know he's it's about not, the long not term, interested not in winning the, grand yeah. finals or whatever he said, then honestly like you know two months is not the no. be all and end all because I mean because because like is a sm- a smooth two months where you're just stripping responsibility away from a guy and. You know, pre- preparing, you know, possibly Seraldo to take over longer term or whatever, or just, you know, handing more responsibilities to him and, you know, using your football director position to just fucking I, stamp down. I think Gus would be wary of Seraldo after seeing what happened with Barrett. And Brennan, I guess, is what for that. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, Bre- Brennan, maybe, but but I, I think he'd be wary of Seraldo going straight in. Yeah. Without. Um, some some different experience under a head coach. Yeah, well, but if you were if but, but, but if you were if Penrith was, were running tenth at the moment and yep. they were like eight points out of the eight, so there was like no chance they weren't going to make it in. Then I I get it. That's fine because you know what, there's no real further damage that can be done. But the fact that you're actually like on the brink of the top four going into final series and now Seraldo's been chucked in as the guy. Well, no, he, again, he has been chucked in with a guy, and this is where I think Gus has been smart. Gus has said that we will make the full breadth of our academy coaching staff yeah. available to the NRL side. And reading between the lines, take all the noise about the personalities out of it. Yeah. This is where I see the the point about the football club is that Gus is intent on moving towards a system where you may have a head coach, however... Underneath that head coach are specialist coaches in different areas that all contribute to the NRL side. Yeah. So we, so we can probably rule out Wayne Bennett coming in as the head coach. We can probably rule out uh, Madge. I'm just trying to think of coaches who wouldn't work under that. There's Has- Hasler. Coaches who wouldn't work under that. <laughs> That sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's fine. It's fine to have all these these assistants that specialize in different things. Every club does that now, I think. 
but I mean, like it. They have them. He's only doing this. He's he's he is only doing this thing at the moment to try and ease the the load, the immediate load on on like Seraldo and pressure, I guess. I, I also think that it's you know part of it. The reason for the timing now is that it's a pressure release for the players. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, like, what's to say they had like a massive thing of pressure at the moment? I mean, they 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 would be well, they're under high as kites after yeah, but they'd be high as kites after winning games that are like kind of like emotionally. Like at the uh, you yeah. know, losing games like that. If they were losing games like that, then one hundred percent agree with you. But, but winning games like that is such a is such a different emotional yes, it is experience. But it's like such a much a positive emotional experience. So how do we know that didn't play into it? You, you've got a, a team. So which is it? You're fourth on the ladder and you're happy with that, or you you've had some shockers against some teams that you should have beaten easily for your ladder position. So what does your ladder position tell you? Are you going well because you're in fourth? Or are you not going well because you, you're having shockers of games against teams well underneath you? Yeah, but you're getting the two points, aren't you, too? I mean, it's like, you know, we also say the same thing, that you know, like that the good teams find a way to win, too, you know, like even when they're not playing, you know, yeah, they're not at their best. That's it. So, But they didn't find a way to win against the Broncos and the Roosters. They didn't find a way to keep it under 40 against the Broncos <laughs> and the Roosters, you know. Um, the, the reality is Anthony Griffin's been sacked. Yep. Penrith will look for a new coach. Yep. There's a couple of coaches out there who, you know, might be in the Benji Marshall mould of their career. Oh, really? Maybe Wayne Bennett's going... You say you want Brian Smith? No. Maybe Wayne Bennett Sheenius. or Des Hasler or or somebody <laughs> are saying... You're not talking about Benji. You've got to talk about Sheenius, Brian Smith. No, I'm saying that well, when, Benji <laughs> Mar- when Benji Marshall left the Dragons... Yes. He left the Dragons thinking, I'm Benji fucking Marshall, and yep. then no one wanted him. Oh, okay. So you're saying there's got to be a humbled coach. You know, you've got Wayne Bennett, who yeah, who's first- far from that. Well, no, he that motherfucker doesn't have. He doesn't have the gene. He does, it's not. He, it, he literally doesn't have that switch on the fucking on his back. Yeah, true. But he's in he's a just like grumpy cunt for the first time <laughs> in his life. Where do you remember? Do you remember the old Wayne Bennett thing? I don't have a contract with the Broncos. Yeah, I'll yeah. keep turning up for work, and then one day they won't want me, and I won't be here. Yeah. Now he's fucking going to the board every week with proposals to keep my fucking job. Please yeah. take me on again. Well, that's because he's 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 like the you know he's he's the old gangster fucking just like looking for that one one last score. And maybe that's it. Who knows? Maybe that's. I can't imagine Ray Bennett ever walking into a situation like where he has to work for Gus Gould. Because essentially that's what he'll be doing, and you got to, and that's a big factor. Because also, and and Gus can yeah. say whatever he fucking wants. But unless he quits Penrith as that role, then I would ne- not. Not a single coach should walk in there thinking, "Oh, I'll be different." Yeah, he's fucking. <laughs> he's fucking. He ain't. He ain't Ivan. He ain't. He's, he's ain't Griffin. Oh, but I'm. But he's not going to fuck my ass. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so yeah, the, the, there's some coaches out there. Wayne, you're a sexy gilf. That may, and you will fuck your ass. That may be. Um, Maybe humbled, but I, I want to throw some fucking real talk on the West Tigers here. Do it, Justin Pascoe, on his did his little fucking interview. He's going around saying we will not be pushed around. We yeah. won't have anyone bully us. <laughs> We're a strong, proud club. Okay, yeah, snake, how do you land on, there? Onto that, you know, all of these fucking people that are on about. Oh, Penrith, it's so fucking, you know, unethical and they shouldn't be doing this and how dare they approach a coach that's on a contract and this, 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 this. I get it. You're fucked off with the situation and in your shoes I would be too. Yeah. But let's not pretend that it, that you know, what you're doing is anything else than trying to fucking 
rationalise your heightened fucking emotions that once again, you're going to be fucked in the ass. Jason Taylor, mm-hmm. how much did his contract mean to the West Tigers? Well, not a lot. You know? Um, Justin Pascoe was happy to take the fucking paid well, that, that holiday jaunt to the United States. Justin Pascoe, he knows where the fucking tunnel is through that leads from the back door of the West Tigers to the back door of the fucking Penrith yeah. Tigers. You know, he was happy to take the paid fucking working vacation to the United States for a fact-finding mission while he was fucking negotiating to go to the West Tigers. Yeah. You know, it- The only facts that's found about Justin Pascoe is he's a fucking snake he's too. He's absolute fucking snake. <laughs> you know? And realistically, Ivan Cleary, it, it, everything Justin Pascoe said- means that Ivan's gone to him and asked for a release. Ivan's gone to him and said- Well, because you'd think that he would have had to have a- Before you make a statement like that, your statement that we're not going to go down without a fight, that doesn't exist if you've gone to Ivan Cleary and he's gone, mate, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They haven't come to me. They haven't offered me anything. Well, even if I'm he I'm fucking said, committed to blah, blah, blah. Said, you know. hey, look, yeah, they came to me. I can't stop them coming to me. Yeah, yeah. I cannot stop them coming to me. Yeah. And this is what they've said. Or yep. they, they have said something, and out of respect, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you know what? At the moment- We're good. you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. You've also got a very fucking interesting situation in this one where you've got a club trying to negotiate with a coach- Whose son is there, yeah. And there is someone in the dressing room that may get both sides of the story. Yeah, and also, and, and it's, it also- it's. Interesting because it's obviously it's also a gamble. I mean, Penrith want to keep Cleary there. Yep. They also know that he eventually, you know, tomorrow, next year, three years down the track, is going to want to play under, you know, reunite with his father. Yes. And so he who has the father holds the fucking upper hand in the in future off contract Nathan Cleary, you know, know, talks. My parting statement to Justin Pascoe. I take this, there are many West Tigers fans that are very dear to my heart. One of them who I'm looking forward to seeing next yeah, week I can, very I, much. I've got, oh, there's like, oh, there's like, uh, uh, like five West Tigers fans that I like, seriously. So, you know, I feel for those guys. <laughs> I'm at four. Yeah. Okay. I'm at four. We'll have to compare notes because I'm pretty- <laughs> And these are only people that I know well personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that. Um, Justin Pascoe. When Ivan Cleary came to your club, it was a fucking dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Even if he puts the fire out for you, it's still a fucking dumpster. He's not going to want to stay there. And look, the flames were going over the top and dumped. They melted the lid and everything. But I mean, like, even now, the embers are still there. <laughs> you know, and, and these people going on about how the Tigers have got their fucking blueprint to the future. Well, okay, you've got Josh Reynolds- Mumbai. Um, Mumbai. You pretty much got the spine of the Bulldogs that couldn't score a fucking yeah. point in 2017. Exactly. And I'll put this on Twitter, but the surest fact that Tigers fans deep in their fucking hearts need to understand <laughs> is that Ivan said that he spoke to Penrith weeks ago. Multiple yeah. weeks. That's a yeah. plural of weeks. Yeah. Six days ago, that's less than one week. He said that he hopes that Robbie Farrer and Benji Marshall are running around for the Tigers next year. 
Yeah, fucking so fucking ma- mic drop. Marinate, marinate, <laughs> on, <laughs> marinate on that. Pasco. <laughs> oh, what else? Just quickly, I mean, it's, it's like exactly a week since the Immortals, uh, the Shindig. Uh, yeah, we were talking about, you know, what our hopes for it were. And the stance was kind of like our hopes were for, for this kind of, you know, uh, level of kind of gravity or, you know, respect, et cetera, in the, in the production and- but but kind of the time was you know we didn't think it would happen. Well, actually, actually they actually did a good job. So just I mean happy to say the way that they inducted the um, the old guys in there first, and then you know I mean I think that took just about everybody by surprise. I don't think anyone was really just monitoring Twitter. I don't think anyone was actually looking you know expecting that to happen. And so it was just uh, it was it was good, and they actually did give it a bit of gravity. I mean, could it be better? Yeah, of course it could be better. I mean, it was far better than I than I expected it to be. So I would like to hashtag talk the game up and say good job. Um, any other new things you want to talk about? I'm trying to think of anything else. There's got to be something else. Billy Slater retiring. Yeah, Billy good, Slater retiring. Good. Cameron Smith maybe not retiring. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, well, the Storm have offered him a one year deal apparently, and. Uh, I don't know what the dollars are. I don't think they've been released yet, but we were talking about this before the show, but I think if I were Cameron Smith and like, let's face it, I mean, we do have a lot in common. I mean, we're both massive cunts, but, <laughs> but if I, I mean, I think it's, it would be a very powerful incentive that if he's very seldomly injured, mm. he's quite, he's fairly durable. He's pretty good at that, isn't he? Yep. So there's a reasonable expectation to say that he will play the vast majority of the season if he goes one year longer. Mm-hmm. And if he did that, he would become the first player to crack 400 games. And I don't think, I don't think it'll ever happen again. I mean, because you think of other people, you think of people that started super fucking young. Okay, so we got Kalen Ponga. That biscuit's already been fucking out yeah. out for like you know a large chunk of the season. Yeah, 100. That dude is the he is the opposite of durable. I don't think we're going to see a change in that. I think he's, I mean, he seems to, he can get fucking, he can get knocked out. He can, you know, he can get injured. Uh, my, my, two, my two cents on this is we won't see it again. Yeah. For for a couple of reasons. Um, a, I look at a lot of the stuff now and I, I even go when the younger grades are playing. Yeah. I honestly don't think there's anywhere near enough technique training in the game, especially from a very young age. Yeah. So one of the things that keeps Cameron Smith around is that his technique, especially in his tackling, yep. is impeccable. Yep. You know, a really good way to make sure you don't get fucking injured is to not tackle people with your face. Yeah. Um, then again, there's, there's also that thing, and it's like it, it, it happens in cricket with fast bowlers. The the games at the stage where the the techniques and the science and the training behind everything has improved so much, and they're getting peak performance out of small amounts of time yep um the the human body's not designed for that no you know um but yeah it, it's an amazing achievement i think it'll yeah. go around again i mean if you can rock the dad board and fuck yeah. <laughs> and play like a you know obviously the highest level of the game exactly uh and obviously things like a you know like no no internationals no origin thing like that that'll yep. you know that that will decrease the load I believe there's also a storm going uh, into the finals. You know, it should be. I mean, it, gives, it also gives him like the the idea, of like you know, Cronk left last year. Slade is going to leave at the end of this year, so then he can he can have one more year, and it's not like they've lost the big three, and he can feel like he's at least tried to 
guide the song because I mean they've got no shortage of you know fullback candidates. Correct. But so so that that means he's 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 guided the storm through the the conundrum yeah. in the halves, and then he's guided them through the the, the departure of Slater, and then who knows? he can you, groom his replacement well, from there. You, you might even see Melbourne for the first time in fucking how long running with the two hooker rotation next year. Yeah, true. You know that that's the luxury of that position. Yeah. Yep. That's true. You know, or, and and he might go to the bench, or fuck, what does he does he drop back to to second row or something? And well, he's just you know? I, th- I think he needs to be dummy half just because he's service, obviously. And I know, but I'm saying and just the and the way that he can he has led the side from that position. But if he's grooming the replacement, there yeah. might be a, a twenty minute half an hour period in a game. Yeah. yeah. Where where he drops out and he yep. can literally fucking mentor this. Stay on the yes, yeah, yeah, that's you true. Know? Yeah. How often would you would you have that opportunity? Which is good. So. Um, and then there's always Barb from Logan, and I'd fucking go a year longer if I was him too. <laughs> Recap starting off on Thursday night. The Doggies, 36, absolutely fucking pumped. The uh, Broncos, 22 at ANZ in front of a crowd of just over 6,000. Well, let's say, let's be generous, just under 6,500. Uh, Doggies, 36, had tries to Jackson, Hopper Jr., Morris B., Frawley, Morris J., and uh, Reese Martin, five conversions and three penalty goals. The Broncos, 22, tries to Isako, a double to Corbin Sims, and he was almost this fucking close to like a... A 15-minute yeah. first-half hat-trick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Milford with another. Um, Osako, three or four conversions. Well, this is quite glorious. To be honest, no love for the dogs. Tell you what, even though... He's got the fucking motorised thing outside. This better not be coming through on my fucking microphone or I'm going to absolutely go outside and kill the cunt. Yes. It's not... You don't have a an underling? I don't have an underling? What do you mean? Like someone doing your gardening or... No, no, he's not doing my gardening. Oh, no, sorry. Okay. Yeah, you're not a Tigers fan. You wouldn't have somebody else cutting your grass. Exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, look, the, the doggies were, were better. Um, I, I think the result of this game was more around Brisbane looking tired and, and, and a little bit out of sorts than anything else. That they'd, they'd come off the back of a, a, a fairly intense game against the Sharks that, that will take a lot out of you. One that was like a you know, more of a you know in quotes finals type game. Yeah, correct. Yep. Um, the, it was just a lot of uncharacteristic stuff from the Broncos. Like you know, f- fifteen minutes in, you're taking a short dropout. Yeah. Uh, and and okay, that that's fine if you're going to take the short dropout if that's your strategy. But have have the rest of the team know the strategy. <laughs> it, it you know you see teams set up for it's, short dropouts. So the same the same page principle. That's it. It's not. I mean, they, there's always discussions behind the post before dropouts. Yeah, Corey Oates is like, oh, oh, it's happening. Okay, well, I'm batting this back. Yeah, to no one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, the, really, it, Holland, is he on for what's the dog's best and fairest called? The Coffs Harbour Medal. Yeah, something uh, like the doggy M. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's probably like the fucking, you know, Terry Lamb fucking something or something, or, you know, Steve Folk's memorial something. The other white medal. Um, look, yeah, again, he showed a little bit of skill down the side. The 
the Broncos' middle just looked for for me tight. That there were a couple of times where the the Broncos of this year, when Holland had made that break, cool, he'd put the kick back in. But you'd get you'd get there'd the, be people pushing back the, the, the yeah. Thidos and the Sims or the yeah. um you know Pangies or the <laughs> Pangies um, <laughs> the Pingus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, uh, getting back in support yeah. in the middle yeah. just for that stuff. And they they weren't there. Um, favorite moment of the whole game though was was when Lewis is fucking just stopped. Yeah, yeah, and he's pointed just, to just, the air, and <laughs> just booted it. <laughs> and it was like no, one, like no one was pushing up on him already. Like in defense, he just sort of like stopped. Just like yeah, <laughs> it, I fucking love that kid, man. That was legit, like a. Playing footy in the backyard as yeah, a kid, and you're yeah. like, "John's, John's is going to put the kick in, <laughs> Joey." <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. Um, but for, for Wayne to make changes on the fly, you know, again, I'm, I might be wrong. Like I, I remember, he he hooked oats once. Yeah, when when he had a shocker. Um, but to move. Osako out of fullback and put Boyd back there and yeah. fucking put Car just fuck Carhu right off. He, yeah, that's a you know I don't know they're two of them going back to the usual positions, yeah. but um, that was a big psychological win for the Dogs, I think. Yeah, and and also I mean the scoreline massively flattered the Broncos. I mean this game was far far bigger margin before they got a couple of you know, yeah. you know junk time something. I mean there was a point there where the where the Broncos clearly realised that the Dogs had won the game and the Dogs realised they'd won the game too, and um just it was just unfortunate they switched off and let you know Milford grab that try late and um just to just to bridge the gap a little bit because it was a far more impressive win than the the fourteen point margin would uh, right. would dictate. I had uh, Ian Growler on Twitter asked me if if I'd play Darius at six. Now I completely misunderstood his question. He was asking if I'd be happy with Darius at six at my club. Uh, no, but if you're in Wayne's shoes, is that an option to to have somebody who is probably a little bit more capable of? Well, of executing a structured game plan next to yeah. Milford? Probably a bit late in the day to be trying that, I think. Uh, but, you know, maybe... I don't know. I mean, Wayne Wayne may have lost his aura, but he's a better coach than I am. And you just think, given Darius is his son, and, you know, you're, you're always, you always... And he's delivered for him, you know, on large stages at, you know, in key times in you know, for yeah. other clubs and stuff. You would think that that would have occurred to him. And because, uh, you know, surely he's not just like, you know, I said Nick Areem is the guy and I said that Milford's the guy, so I'm going to fucking die on this hill. Mm. And success or not, these two are going to fucking be the guys. Yeah, okay. Like... I think I think you know what in the in the course of a game maybe, sure why not? Yeah, because because okay. there there are times when and it's happened multiple times through the season. Well, the times it hasn't happened have been you know very few and far between. But they they're not fucking creative. They're not creating shit. I I think the thing with the Broncos at the moment is everyone's focusing on Milford and how he's you know the the million dollar a year man and he's not yeah. doing what he should and he's not paid for. Yeah. If if I was if I was an Unky Wayne, I'd almost look at Nicarima at nine, 
Milford at six. Yeah, Mil- Nick Arima always nine, or like a rotation nine with McCulloch doing... I, uh, McCulloch's not having a good year. I don't know if he's, he's playing busted. I don't know if the... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's there. But he yeah. was... Yeah, when they lost him last year, he was it's their curved. best on field yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he just hasn't come back from that. Um, oh, th- that was the other interesting news story out of the week. Corey Parker got punted. Yeah. Um, couldn't have happened to a nicer piece of shit. Yeah, and di- and you know, differing stories, of course, on what the uh, on what the cause was. You know, he's he, he he's uh, I heard his wife on the radio saying that uh, you know it's like, look, I'm working full time in radio now. We got four kids. He's doing. He's increasingly doing more and more work with like Fox, and so like, look, you know, something's just got to give. Got to you know, you can't can't do everything. And you know, oh, Wayne said the doors always open. Blah blah blah. But you know, we've heard from far too many people who are far too close to the club that. Corey Parker is almost universally disliked and a massive cunt. Well, so the, the, the narrative that came out, and, and again, this is only fucking gossip, was that he was having a crack at the players with the players. Yeah. They were at a pub and he yep. was making comments about how the senior players weren't doing enough. Yep. Um, and, yeah. and, like, to be fair, he's not wrong. And, and the, person, <laughs> not- the <laughs> person that you would least expect this of almost got up and punched him. Yeah. Guess who? Um. <clears throat> so yeah, but yeah. I, I, look, I don't think the Broncos are cooked. I, I I just think that they look. I don't think I don't think they're they're one hundred percent cooked. But I, they are certainly not in my top five selections of teams capable of winning the competition at this point. Mm. But I felt I felt a lot more strongly about their chances of winning the competition after last week's game. And this uh, this one was uh, well, you know, let's let's see what happens this weekend because fuck me if it's more of this then I will officially dub them as cooked on next week's show. Nice. When Ste- when Real Dad's here, and uh, so we can actually dub both of his teams oh, God. as officially cooked Ouch. for the season. <laughs> we, we should do a match report on the Clydesdales too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JSJ Hogan, that, uh, that feeling you get when you wake up in the middle of the night to go to work and your team has an unlikely win. Now, should I be ex- upset that they've not played like this all season or just be happy with the win? I think the latter. Yes. I think the latter too. Um, should be out of spoon contention now. Mario Siegs underscore. Brisbane making the Bulldogs look like the Bull Goats, and I'm quite okay with that. Of course, mm. I don't think everything Rugby League World was. Uh, the underscore GM, 12.25 p.m. and the erection has not subsided. Time to bite the bullet and stick in a kebab fleshlight to relieve myself. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, broken chapo. Last night was the night the Broncos season died. Fuck Wayne Bennett, fuck Wayne's aura, fuck Darius Boyd, fuck the Brisbane Broncos, fuck Brisbane City, <laughs> and lastly, fuck the entire fan base of the Broncos, the inbred fucks. He's, look, he's been far chirpier this season, even though the doggies are probably far look, worse. Look, looking forward to seeing you at the meetup, James. Yeah, yeah. Bets, bets need to be paid. Yes. I mean, it's one of, the, one of the simple fucking tenets of being a man. That's it. You make a bet... You do not welch on that bet. Exactly. You know what? You're you're going to be fucking stroking the furry wall. <laughs> when the world slips you a Jeffrey. Yeah, that's it. And then, uh, yeah, when we will arrange a Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> because bets need to be paid. Um, fat, hairy, lazy. 1990, Wayne Bennett sacks Wally Lewis from the Broncos. 28 years later, Wally's nephew gets his revenge game and leaves Wayne's aura in tatters. 
That's the fucking long play right there. Fuck it is, isn't it? <laughs> well, he's just been like, it's like, like a like a montage where he's just like training. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't pointing to the sky. Maybe he was pointing to the coach's box. Yeah, so it's a fucking on this. <laughs> that just got dark. <laughs> the Tigers 25 to feed the Knights 16 in Newcastle. Good crowd, just over 18,500. The Tigers 25 tries to Packer, Brooks and Farrah. Um... Essan Masters, two of three conversions and four penalty goals. The uh, no, sorry, Luke Brooks also with a field goal. The Knights sixteen came from tries to Sione Matautia, Kalen Ponga, and Aiden Guerra. Uh, Ken Sio, two of three conversions. Yeah, it was uh, battle of the walking wounded. This one, you know, the Benji was far from a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. Mitchell Pierce was was fucked for the majority of the game. Was you know on the bench, but. Every week with the Knights, it, it just seems to me that there's there's one player or a couple of players that, that just have horrid personal games. Yeah. You know? And Kenny Seo this week, he, he's kicked the ball out on the full yep. twice. Yep. And I know all grounds are the same size and shape, but when it's your home ground- You'd think it would be- well, you've got that many more. If there are nuances and characteristics, you know, regarding you know perspective and grandstands and things like that, you got so many more points of reference. Yes, you know. Um, then he he puts himself in the bin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 really just it's again that thing of you know a, a, a shocking personal night. It's just too much for everybody else to overcome. Um, now he, he wasn't the only one making mistakes. Yeah. It, it, the rest of the team weren't perfect. Yeah, you. Know, you Unfortunately for Newcastle, the first half they completed fifty six percent. Yeah, and the game was uh, was won. You know, in the in the first half, yeah. I mean, the Knights tried to pull the comeback thing that they've been doing. Uh, they did against the Titans, and I guess had had done to them against the you know by the Cowboys. But yeah. uh, uh, I, I I don't advise Griffin Ball. It's not fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, then look, they finished off the game at sixty eight percent. But well, yeah, and I mean, yeah, they managed to put a few points on the board as well in the second half. But, that's uh, it, and, and that's where stats can sometimes be deceiving. You, yeah. you might look at that and go, "Look, just under seventy. It's, it's probably not where they want to be, but they're not far off." Yeah, it's just, uh, not, it's not, it's not, yeah I think no. just under seventy is not even nearly good enough either, you know. Yeah, but um, the the Tigers, again, to their credit, were playing with some walking wounded. They bounced back hard though, and, too. Yeah, uh, and just have have taken so much out of having leaders on the field. You know, if if you could say anything about the Tigers in the, the beginning of the year, they were, they were solid in defence, but they were a little bit directionless. Uh, and, and I think Brooks especially is benefiting from from having your, your Robbies and your Benjis there um, to, to take a little bit of that that pressure off him at, at key stages. So... Uh, They'll still finish ninth and are an absolute fucking joke of an organisation. Justin Pascoe can go fuck himself with scissors, but <laughs> well, well done by the Tigers. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, well done, well done taking all those penalty goals that were, that were given on offer as well, because I mean that was the ultimate difference in the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Devon had said out of two hundred fifty games, two dads has played. What percentage would you say were rocks and how many were diamonds? I guess we'll define de- define rock and define diamond because is a rock like a forty nine percent good game and a diamond's like a fifty one? You know what yeah. I mean? Or are we talking a diamond ninety percent plus and you know you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of that in the beige yeah. middle of middle yeah. for, for for two days. And honestly, the only 
Yeah, when I think of him, the only epic, epic fucking diamond thing I can ever think of is that fucking hundred minute game. You know, yeah, where he's he's yep. snatched snatched the intercept at the end, and yeah, um, and that was just a moment too. I mean, I don't, I have no recollection how he played for the other fucking ninety nine minutes of that game because that's <laughs> just that last. Yeah, look, again, being a neutral in in both that he never, you know, he never played yep. for my team and didn't really have many memorable games. Yeah, against him. Yeah, he'd always seemed to me to just be that. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's he's there. He's above average and yeah. he'll do what he yep. needs to do. Um Yeah. A slight, I agree. Yeah, anyway. He doesn't like I I don't remember him being having too many Kencios in him or, you know Yeah. Games it. like that like where it's just like Like he's no he's he's no explosions. Manu Vatavai. Yeah. You know, that that's a he had that one where he threw that, that game against the Broncos. When was that like two years ago or something? When he's when he threw that pass like off the kickoff or whatever. You know, he had it out out no, out, 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 out on the right wing and and he threw it in and then like Fluffy picked it up and scored like yeah, straight away. Yeah. yeah, he's done some dumb fucking things. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the uh, Rabbitohs thirty to feed the Storm twenty at ANZ crowd t- tick over fifteen thousand. The Rabbitohs tries to Hunt Burgess Dwayne Cook. Johnson, Reynolds, four or five conversions and a penalty goal. The Storms, 20, came from tries to Finucane, Addo Carr with a double, Curtis Scott with a try, uh, Cam Smith, two or three conversions. Man, this is one of the best games of the season so far, I think, for like yeah. a, a large portion of it. I mean, it was a fucking great contest. It, it Finals-esque. Is, is what you would have expected from 1v2. If 1v2 are you know, serious in their intentions yeah, about challenging for the it. title. Because let's face it, we've got some team, we've got a team in the top four at the moment. They ain't fucking playing like that. Exactly. But these two actually seem to be teams that are not at the peak of their powers. Mm. But yeah, the, the Rabbits are building very nicely after a couple yes. of weeks where they've been, you know, they've had some disappointing losses or just some really shitty, narrow wins over teams yeah. that they're far better than. And, and look, you know, again, it, it seems to be the. A common narrative throughout most of the season that there are teams who you start questioning their form and they're you're really unsure as to to where they sit within the general competition. But yep. then when they when they should when they know they have to they're up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and South were definitely up for this one. Took them a little while to find their way into. It. I mean, and and honestly, I mean, it could have been a different game entirely if they hadn't have scored that try like right mm. right before half time because mm. the Storm had a handy lead. At that point, I mean, they'd already put three tries on them, and they were starting to do the storm thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other try just made it. You know, it just made the goal a little bit more attainable. Yep. And then it was virtually one way traffic in the second half. Yeah, spot on. Um, and and th- there's your blueprint for for breaking Melbourne. It just seems to be that you have to make them think on the fly. Yep. And it's not that when they're thinking on the fly, they're a bad football team. It, it's just that they become normal human beings again and prone to errors and fuck-ups and yeah, like, like yeah. all the rest of us. But um, all the talk in this game has been around Damien Cook, and deservedly so. Eight tackle busts. Yeah. That, For a guy that's not, you know, he's not Jason Tamalolo. No. Well, I mean, he, he's not even, um, you know, prime of his life semi-rudradra. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, Semi was registering six a game. Yeah. And he was... Fucking massive, and that was yeah. just because he was impossible to. Yeah, that's right. To tackle, but um, the thing I like about South moving forward is there's very little that needs to go right for them. Now it, it it's simple, but it's not easy. It's it's, it's the hold thing, ball. It, yeah, but it's so it's the the thing that makes it that makes it uh, uh, ratchets up the difficulty for them is that it's so contingent 
upon Burgess, Burge. Burgess <laughs> input. And if uh, the Burgeye, if, if, if two thirds of the Burgeye are off, then the system fails. Like the first half, it was kind of like that. But I think it was Thomas in his, in his, yeah. in his, in his first stint was just fucking trucking it. I would almost go so far as to say that the twins are now the more crucial of the linchpins for that team's success. I still, I still think Sam brought it home for him this, no, this game as well. But the, but the fact is, remember, it used to be Sam was the beast. George was okay. Yep. Who the fuck is Tom? Then then it became yeah. George. Then the next season, yeah. George is the beast. And, and Sam was like, he was gone, wasn't he? He was a, a little bit. And then, yeah. and then Tom was still like, who, but this year now Tom's come up. But Okay, even remember the season's gone past. It was okay. Well, Sam Burgess is out. Oh yep. well, there yep. go there go the rabbits. Yep. Yep. You know, this year it's more contingent on can the twins fucking hang on to something. Yeah. You remember this is a team that's got Greg Inglis to come back into it. Yeah. You know, at the right time too, and it's not like he needs to be there for combinations and shit. And it, Just give him the ball and let him work. And also, like you know how fucking destroying. Round three, Greg Inglis is yeah. when he's done nothing but eat pies all off season, <laughs> and he's five kilos over. Yeah, yeah. He's just going to stroll into this final series, <laughs> fresh as fucking. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, again, a, a big psychological win for South too. You know, for them to get up over Melbourne, exactly a team that they're they're likely to. Well, a team, another team that's likely to go go into the finals and potentially deep into the finals, mm. and yeah, they they will probably meet again in the finals, or there's a good chance that they'll meet again in the finals. Yeah. So it's good to get. I mean, the way they finished that game, they were so over the top of them. Yeah, the the storm in the end had nothing. Mm. Yeah, you know, they they're offering little to no, and it's and it's fucking rare mm-hmm. when you see the storm. Having no answers for something, yeah. you know. What yeah, I mean? exactly. Like it's it's rare. So, I mean, it's like you know, like ten times, a dozen times, something you can remember mm. games where they've had no fucking answer, especially like important games. Yeah, you know, like against you know top of the table clashes and things like yep. that. That's it. Um, biggest tiger. Damien Cook reminds me of a young Kalen Ponga. <laughs> does does as he does the wall is Leroy Brown nineteen seventy eight. Wow, did not see this coming. Well done, South Sydney. Um, I'm off to bed to cry myself to sleep. Super Grover 4. It's not booing we can hear. It's the wind howling through the gaps in the South's fans' teeths. And he's got hashtag bunny bash, hashtag stormy buns, hashtag stormageddon, hashtag Colgate gate. <laughs> <laughs> Don Sunday. To all the people talking shite about Melbourne smashing us all week and now frothing on South after that display, you can all fuck right off. We've been doing it all year. Bring on East next week. I had to reply to Don and say, look, mate, you haven't been doing it all year. You've been a bit fucking, you've been a bit sketchy lately. You know, you've, you've, you've jagged a narrow win over, you know, the Eels That's after it. being down down again. You got smashed by the Tigers. I mean, this was a spectacular performance, possibly the best of the season that we've seen from any team. But it's only now, you haven't been doing it all year. I mean, you're doing it at the right time now if you can yeah. if you can carry this on, but, you know, it's can't farm. The Warriors 18 to feed the Dragons 12 at win, uh, just a tick under 14,000. Uh, the Warriors had a double to Solomon Akata. Isaac Luke also with a try. Sean Johnson, two or three conversions and a penalty goal to feed the Dragons 12 with tries to McInnes and uh, Lucky Leilua. And uh, Gareth Whittup, two of two conversions. Yeah, double, uh, double whammy here for the Dragons. So, you know, missed out on the two points, but uh, also Vaughan. Four weeks, is it? I think. And as I said last week, that James Graham was starting to look more like the James Graham we expected to see at the yes. Dragons because he was looking fairly cooked at the doggies last year. Yep. And uh, now 
you know, it's amazing. I said, like, theory confirmed. Theory confirmed. Yeah. And when, uh, you know, look, yeah, I hope you can pull it around because, I mean, you see, like, you know, I don't, I don't uh, dislike the guy, but, um, no, not at all. The, uh, I was saying, and when we were talking about the preview of this game last week, that the, the ins of, of Harris and Blair, mm. Were, were such massive ins for the, the the a team that's so whose success is so contingent on their forwards actually doing yes. their job, yeah. And fucking Adam Blair played like one of the best games I've seen him play, yeah, ever, yeah. Like, I mean, you remember towards late in his stage in, in when he was with the Broncos, he was a fucking liability. Like he was giving away penalties, he was doing grubby shit, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying this. I, I think he got a bad rap at the end of the Broncos. He was doing some dumb, like he was making mistakes. He was giving away penalties. Like I mean, he was trying to be the the enforcer that he thought they needed, but he was doing it in like this but, wild kind of yeah. hip grave way. But when he, when he just, had, I don't know. I look. I don't, I don't want to say you're wrong, but I, I don't think it was as bad as all that because he was all he was doing. And, and I was talking to um to Wars about this. Yep. You know that if if all he does is get on, because he's the guy who every fifth tackle, he'll be on the kicker. Yeah, yeah. Every time. Every fucking time. Yeah. And, and if that's all he does, fair enough, you know? Um, the, the, there's honest, I think there's a lack of forward these days, and I don't know why it is. Are they instructed or the charge down's not effective or blah, 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 blah. Charge downs, I mean, I, I want to say that charge downs have never been effective. But but but, uh, but roughing up the kicker as much as you can within the parameters of the yeah. of the rules. And this of was the game. before the new protection yeah. rules around that. Um, but he was consistent, like you yeah, know, half the time. Depending on the interpretation of the referee, I mean, it could have been a penalty. Yeah, correct. And those penalties on the kickers they're costly as fuck because they because go right fifth. down where the ball goes as yeah. well. You know, yeah. So, um, but this was this was more this was like it was the aggression. But it was it was controlled, yeah. And the the lift it gave to the entire team was tremendous. Mm, and I, so. I almost hate myself for bigging up Adam Blair, but you just got to call it how you see it. Look, yeah. Call it how it was, man. Yeah, credit 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 to you. And I remember, you know, and and I use this example often with Blair. You remember when the um the uh, All Stars match was a thing? Yep. And each coach. Got an auto selection. Yep. Adam Blair was Wayne Bennett's auto selection. Yeah. Like he was first pick. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and he ended up at the the Broncos, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> geez, but the this game all year we've had a lot of sin bins, more sin bins than I can remember. I haven't seen a team take advantage of that like the Warriors did in this game. How many times yeah. this year have we seen a sin bin? And the points go the other way. Yeah, yeah. It galvanizes the team. Yeah, that's yeah it's happened quite a lot. And, yeah. and it even and happened in the in game two of the Origin, didn't yeah, it? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, but this time, the, the Warriors just took full advantage, and, and that ended up being the, the difference. For the Dragons, it interestingly enough, I heard Michael Ennis say this, and, and I agree with him. He said he feels that there were a lot of players in that team that had some personal ambition this year mm-hmm. and they have achieved that. Oh, okay. And not that it's any, he, he's not saying that they've achieved their origin dream and now they're not putting in. He's saying that they're struggling now to come back to reality. Yeah. You know? Reset their goals and, you know, I mean, yeah. 
you know, as, as, as an outsider, I look at that and go, well, yeah, okay, great. You played Origin and you won. Yeah. That's fantastic. But, um, you know, Grand Finals are pretty fucking sweet too. Dare I say better than it Origin is. wins. It is. But if you're somebody, you know, like JDB, for, and I'm not saying this is him, but just as an example, where you probably thought you should have been picked last year mm. and then you've worked hard on your form and this year and you've finally been picked and there's your, you know, your, your achievement. Now you've got to come back and play another couple of games before you get to semi-finals. Yeah. Psychologically, I can see that being a definite issue. Yeah, but then I think, fuck, man, but- these are professional sportsmen being paid a ton of fucking money and they have all these these professionals, you know, uh, in the club whose job is to prevent mental things like that, like, you know, sports psychologists and, and so on. And that, that you know, I mean, while that may be the case for us, I mean, it's that much harder for it to be the case of an actual serious fucking athlete. But see, more and more and more and more, I'm starting to think that, you know, you yeah, we say professional athlete. Yeah. But professional within the realms of our sport. Yeah, okay. Which yeah, not, com- not compared to like someone that's-, that's Which, let's be frank, yep. you know, you, you put professional athlete in, in Australia against other yep. other places, and they're, they're very different experiences. Yeah, I mean, like when you know, you, know? You, you can get like like uh, like George Rose as a professional athlete. Okay, who's who's the most, or you know, the in in the top five players in the NFL? Okay, well, I mean, there's lots of different positions, but you got your quarterbacks and everything. Like, okay, you know, so if like, you had uh, your Julio Jones or like your wide receivers, let's say an athletic position where there's running and jumping and things okay, like that. Okay, so then like you know, like a you know, um, like Antonio Brown, you know, Julio Jones, guys like that. Cool, that's fine. Yeah. So fucking Julio Jones. Yep. Would he go down to his local America's equivalent of an RSL? Get on it and... No. No, they do not. Yeah. They you know, do not. It, the stakes are a lot higher, though, and, the cuts, and the cuts are a lot more brutal, in, yes. I think, in, in, in that sport, though, as well, which does kind of yeah. you know, require a certain amount of... You know, you're not, be, being being switched on, you know. But the other thing that, that I keep trying to remind myself is that you know, we often forget the mental strains of the game. Yeah. And you got this Dragons team who, they're, they're deep in a season. Mm-hmm. They're, they're dealing with that many influential, if you can't tell, I've been speaking to a lot of fucking mental health professionals lately about you know, life in general. And I can see all the shit that they're facing. It's, they've got, oh my God, are we choking? Yeah. You got shit that you, you know isn't true. And for you... For the whole season... Isn't you, it though? You could, you could be isn't going, it? oh, that's silly. That's silly. Yeah. That's just this. That's just this. Then the minute you lose a few, yeah, shit, 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 <laughs> shit, um, and and it's those things on the field where almost that autopilot of winning they were in, yeah, that's now been replaced. Like um, you know the the Frizzell era when when the try line was beckoning, that, yeah, that's when those things of okay, well this is just how we score mm-hmm. to oh fuck uh 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 yep, you know the, those self self fulfilling prophecies yeah. And uh, and and a and a deep seated historical love of what erotic asphyxiation in the month of September. <laughs> they're gearing up. They're gearing up. But the Warriors, hey, they turned it around after getting fucked up on the Gold Coast last week. Yeah, which looked like that that you know made them the ones most likely if there was some kind of miraculous uh, run put on by Canberra or the Tigers. Yeah. Now it's pretty much put. All that to bed now because the Warriors going okay. Penrith have got the little buffer, even if it wasn't Broncos. You know, yeah. it's not the end of the world for them. I mean, they probably killed off their top four, but they they got a couple of games. At Suncourt, but they still, which are wins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, man, I fucking love this season. 
even even at Spoonapalooza, yeah. you know, all, all the teams that are vying for the spoon. Start smashing the teams above them. Like, you know, well, fuck, okay. <laughs> just like, like yeah, like parry at the, parry at the wind and everyone going, oh, fuck me, that's put me all into shit. Exactly. Then they fucking smash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, what a season. It's great. Um, where are we? Uh, Devonhead. Our forwards are tired. Our right edge has become a turnstile. Our best prop is injured. Our captain has a shit haircut. And now I'm Googling, <laughs> I'm Googling ways to kill myself. <laughs> Hashtag provoke the joke. <laughs> a Dragons fan using that. Nah. I think um, it's about time to oust Doust again too. Devin Head, uh, if, if you want one way to fucking end yourself, um, apply to coach the Penrith Panthers. <laughs> uh, see if you can get them to a finals. <laughs> and then you'll be assassinated. Yes. Uh, D. Mateo. RTS for NZ Prime Minister. Save the country's ongoing home shortage. Maori land rights and unemployment issues like he saves tries. What's better than fucking the dragons once this year? Fucking them twice. Hashtag provoke the choke. Little I, Buffalo. I love RTS. Yeah. Well, now now he's he's getting back to RTS. Yeah. There was a time there where he was, I don't know, yeah. I can't even think of a, a sexy yeah. acronym for it, but he was just garbage, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, yeah, he I mean, like he, he tore an Achilles or something, right? So, I mean, that, that shit does take time. Is, after every game, when they interview him, yep. it sounds like, you know, after I was talking to my youngest when he saw Green Lantern at Movie World. <laughs> like, he's just pure joy and excitement. <laughs> and it's great. Little Buffalo, here's a suggestion for the Dragons. Mary coaches the first half of the season, then swap out for Dean Pay on the run home. He's got hashtag coach sub, hashtag choke me, hashtag safe word. Mm. Cody Girdlestone, a wise man once said, form slumps come from bad haircuts. Can we get your hair back to normal so we can start winning again? (laughs) (laughs) And he has tagged Gareth Whittapen out like a legend. Um, Hashtag dragons for life, hashtag still love you. Uh, Just Davies, 90, absolute OG. I'm talking like fucking after the 2011 grand final OG drinking bourbons at the opera bar. Uh, Dragons have choked so often now, it's almost a fetish for them. Well, yeah, clearly. It's like, I don't think they're ever, you know, unwilling participants. I, I would say the almost is, is, is redundant in always, that I think always has yeah. been. I would swap, you know. That's it. Um, the Eels 28 smashed the Titans 12 at ANZ, a crowd of a tick over 6,000. The uh, Eels 28 tries to mana, mana Malolo, fucking the last half of this season. <laughs> uh, Jared Hayne, Bevan French, George Jennings, and Corey Norman. Moses 4 or 5 conversions, the Titans 12, a double to Don, and try to fill up Sammy and Flash with a disappointing zero from three. Yeah. Not sure it, there'd be many of those in his back catalogue. No. No, 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 no. Made a couple of good breaks. You know, I, yeah. This was a frustrating game for a Titans fan because you look at it and go, we got fucking smashed 28 to 12. But they bombed at least. And, yeah. and like, there are these tries when, you know, someone says it's a bomb try because, like, a guy didn't pass to a support player and, and tried to do it himself and got tackled. That's, like, one level of bomb try. We go, yeah, okay, it could be. But then there's the ones where you drop it over the line, fail to ground it, um, yeah. you know, chasing. Like they, like they legitimately fucking held up when there was no reason. Yeah. Like a big guy on little guy, yeah. and no reason. Be, like they bombed like literally six tries minimum. Mm-hmm. It could have been as high as eight. Yeah. It- like they should have won. This this was like last week's game against the Warriors, except they weren't getting the fucking yeah. ball down. Yeah. They weren't getting the ball on the ground. Yeah. Like they they crossed the line to score about six tries, and they could oh, unfucking believable. Yeah. Um. And I, I don't even think that it was all of that. Parramatta did enough. 
Um, and, and if you're looking for improvement in a side, then then for Parramatta to to really stick in, uh, and and this is more of, I guess, what I'd expect to see from Parramatta. Uh, they were almost there last week, but you've got this club of, well, you've got a bunch of elder statesmen yep. that are at the tail end, um, and, and you just expect them to be having a go and, and really digging in. Um, then you've got the, these young halves that didn't work elsewhere and they're out to prove something. I, a, a lot's been said about Mitchell Moses. Um, you know, I haven't seen him train. I haven't spoken to anyone that's trained with him. But just from, from how he comes out and the way you see the emotions in him, I, I think he's pretty dedicated to, to the club. Yeah. You know, and not so much will always stay with Parramatta. But he wants to win football games. Yeah, you know, which is which is the first step. Um, fuck. Time. And to be fair, I think the only time he's ever played without dedication was when you know, like Ivan promised him release and then reneged on it, and then so he's just gone to some fucking dog in it. You know, oh, is like, that a, is that another time that um, contracts and promises were important to West Tigers? Yeah, it was. Okay, very cool. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. no worries at all. Um, fuck you, Justin Pascoe, you piece of shit. But. Fuck, yeah, are the Titans just in that lull land now? You know, they're not in the race for the eight. Which makes it hard for them but, to get up consistently. But I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely not- promising signs. You know, they, if, yeah. if you know, they get Peachy come through next year. That'll be a big one. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's promising signs. Um, you know, Ash Taylor, I'd, oh, look, I, I want to say he's improving. Just not consistent enough. He's had yeah. some games this season in the first half of the season where he was fucking spectacular. Yeah. And he's had moments in games where literally we'll be getting tweets at half time saying hook fucking Ash Taylor. Yeah. And in the second half he's engineered half a dozen tries for a exactly. big win, you know? You know? Um Yeah, Garth, Garth Brennan. Look, Garth Brennan's had success with young young playing groups and, yeah. and young clubs. Um and and in this one, I think he's got the advantage of somebody like Ryan James who Yeah. Who doesn't seem an ego. Yeah. But um yeah, I just think the Titans are in that meh stage at the moment. Yep. Alpha Ben RL. For a match I couldn't give a fuck about, I quite enjoyed that. Well done, Eels. Corey Norman running to the line like it's marching powder. Well, this remember we were talking about like Corey Norman, like how mm. early in the season, like he'd just run, he'd get the ball, you know, the dummy half had passed to him. Yeah. And he'd just, he'd just run a couple of paces and then just turn it inside to a forward who wasn't really coming off a long run up or anything yep. at any speed and just kept just kept dishing it and you know not actually yeah. running to the line like you know stopping yeah. about you know five meters before yeah you know. so it's good you know that's that's his thing is you should be doing it now King Levius dead set what the fuck Titans beat us future with 2018 premiers last week we slap we slap around the dragons like Jake the must whacking Beth after too many brews and then the eels bend the Titans over and us fuck them into oblivion hashtag fucking funny game rugby league mm. the uh, Roosters 26 to feed the Cowboys 20 at Allianz crowd of just under 10,000 in attendance the Roosters 26 tries to Mitchell Manu Ferguson and Tupo Mitchell 3 or 4 conversions and a couple of penalty goals the Cowboys 20 tries for JT JT and Gavin Cooper <laughs> Thurston, Talmalala, and Cooper. The uh, conversions, three conversions for Thurston and a penalty goal. This was the absolute epitome of the cliche. It was a game of two halves. <laughs> the Roosters were, at halftime, the Roosters were looking at a, a massive 20-plus point win. Yeah. And the Cowboys probably getting their foreign against fucked so badly that they'd become the new favourites for the, the wooden spoon. spoon. Yeah. 
Um, and the second half, they didn't finish 100% completion, did they? They fucked up right at the end. Yeah. But there yeah. was a time they ran for the, the – it was something ridiculous, like 23-plus sets in it, a row. You would not have guessed that this was, you know, second versus, you know, bottom. Uh, no. This could be Roosters Cowboys last year. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Just – and the Cowboys' performance in the second half, you know, who would have thought that a team playing ad-lib – Football with offloads galore from their forwards, but yet not dropping them and completing it one hundred percent for nearly the entire time. What yeah. do you know? Look at that! Yeah, they, exactly. they, they started piling on the points, and there, this was a game that the Roosters barely fucking escaped with by the skin but of their teeth. By the end, it's not even that. It's if you look at this this new style of football that's winning games. You know, oh my gosh, a, a team with a pack of forwards mm-hmm. that have a fucking criminally unfair share of both size and endurance <laughs> and agility. Oh, wow. Many, many, of my, well, most of whom have represented at least for their state. State and country. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, geez, okay. Tom Lilo, the physics are pretty simple. If he's moving at a certain pace and you put something the size of Tedesco in front of him, or you put the size of anyone one-on-one in front of him, unless you're talking like an absolute fucking monster. Yeah. Like an esophagus or something. We've, you know what I mean? We've known about this shit for fucking centuries. Mm. Yeah. There were cunts before the Spanish Inquisition that could have told you the equation here. <laughs> <laughs> fucking move fast. Um, it, it really was. I think Thurston was back in his, I'm just going to be everywhere and do everything. Yeah. And- if I'm the first at every kick chase, I'll fucking scream at you to follow me until you do. Yep. Um, that that's not sustainable. And they actually, but they, at they his age, yeah, but, but but they actually went with him though. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because I mean, I, I, I couldn't say that that's that's any different Thurston to any game. But they actually came. He, he they they were actually following the ball and people were actually running. Like when an offload was popped, yeah, there were options. That, like they, they could actually pop it to somebody. Yep. they were pushing up. Funniest it's a moment for this, I was sitting watching it with um with a mate, um, Campbell Zeb. Yep. Mad punter and he daddy he's he's big punter of the week on um Roosters to win and Tupu to score a try. <laughs> he was so sweating every, bullets at the end. Well he was every you know, Mitchell Mitchell he, he wouldn't pass the ball, he wouldn't pass the ball, he was fucking <laughs> screaming at him. And then they finally run a play and it gets out to the wing to score, but Tupu was involved in the previous tackle, and it was Mitchell on the wing. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, yeah, again, the, you say the, the Roosters did enough, and it, it's probably a good lesson for them to, to look at that fade and say, well, okay, no, we, we can't let that happen again. I mean, the team that likes to, to build themselves as the best defensive side in the comp and everything, they've fucking leaked some tries hmm. of late. Um, do they build, do they really build themselves like that? I remember that's what the, I remember that that's what the the talk was going into the Manly game. I think Manly put like thirty on him in that game, oh, really? and then okay. and they've got they've taken twenty off the Cowboys here. Yeah. Um, life is a thigh day. Some people try to step the opposition fullback, whereas Talmalolo runs straight through them, and then maybe their family members later on if he's in the mood. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Alpha Ben RL Boyd's pass for Trell's try. He was um, Manu's Manu's first try. Napper's hair, all fire. But I'll tip my hat to Big JT, steamrolling hot sauce. Roos is getting it done, but need to stop leaking points. Yes. Yeah, Manu had a uh, cracker of a game. 
Yeah, he's actually. I mean, it's. I love seeing these unexpected players, and you know they bring in. You don't know a lot about them, and then all of a sudden, mm. they're the fucking man in a team of the man. Yeah. Then they start standing up and like you know. Yeah, look, he he was definitely overshadowed a bit. Like yeah, he, he, oh, very he, much. He came in in that vintage of like you know, Kotrick and Mitchell and yep. yeah, all of these superstars of the future. And like no one ever remembers who runs second in like the rookie of the year. There's the kind of one guy that carries that yeah. forward from that point on. And I, I fucking remember who came second. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. <laughs> fucking because, Ash Taylor. Because it personally it give per- the trophy back, you fucking fraud. Because it because per- it personally hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> Deep inside. <laughs> um, the mighty Manly Seagulls, 33, defeat the Cronulla Sharks, 32, at Reclaim Australia Stadium, front in front of a crowd of just over 13,000. Manly doubled to Sean Lane, Dylan Walker, Tommy Turbo, Joel Thompson also with tries, uh, Daly Cherry Evans, five conversions and a penalty goal and a field goal. The Sharks tries to Holmes, Graham, Woods, Ramian and Manny Moylan, five conversions to Holmes and a penalty goal. What a fucking game! <laughs> the uh, this game had everything. It had it had, it had cancer. It had joy. It, it was uh, it, it was it was uh, suicide provoking and yet life affirming. All at the same, uh, <laughs> all in the same 80, 83 minute period. <laughs> um, I thought this was I thought this was going to be another one of those games where Manly, like you know, they they show that they can you know compete and beat anyone. For like half an hour until they can't <laughs> until until yeah. they don't until they don't yeah and uh, and this one was no exception I mean there were two times where they had eight point leads just before half time and uh, and just after half time I mean Tommy Turbo scored his try pretty much the first fucking like yeah. seconds of the of the second yeah. half you know um, they went and then they ended up falling behind you know by eight points but they uh, they got it back in the end I'll tell you Joel Thompson. I'm fucking starting to love that, love that dude. Just the way he goes. He's, he's not the most mm. spectacular player, and he's not the best player or anything by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But when you want to talk about, you know, your, you know, using your, you know, your effort, you know, effort players, thing, yep. that fucking guy, he's always providing an option on the left there yeah. for for kicks yeah. and short balls. Huh? Uh, you know, tackles. You know, he's de- defensively good. I just like, and he seems like a really good guy too. So I, just, I love the way that he goes about things. But um, this one, I mean, there was there were positives on both sides. I mean, obviously the big negative for the Sharks is that they fucking lost. Yes. Um, when they were trying to, you know, push their, you know, their claim for a, a top four finish. Yep. Um, and so that's two on the top that they've dropped now. Um, positives for them, I thought um, Matt Moylan's starting to finally realise. That he's, uh, you know, he's young Matt Moylan again, and yeah. and not only that, the Chad Townsend is shit, and so he can actually just dominate him. Say fuck this, I'm going to do Give everything. Him the, yeah. Give him the ball, take the ball, and actually he, he was running. He looked great. With, he looked great running the ball. Yeah, I mean Chad Townsend for his part, he wasn't. He definitely wasn't as bad as he has been over the last couple of weeks. I mean he put in some good kicks and uh, you know earned some repeat sets. Yeah, um, through some through through some good kicking. Some of it was kind of fortunate, like where it was just like oh. I'm Chad Townsend, and I've got no fucking idea what to do. I'm just going to kick it, and it just happened to be a kick yeah. that the guys on the outside yeah. were chasing, so it had to be played out to be, yeah, you know, force a, a dropout. Um, I mean, Dylan Walker's actually starting to look. He's starting to look good in like that sort of running five. He's actually he's, his pass selection, and everything's looking good. He's running well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind him in the five eight position now. Unlike you know the disastrous you know like 2015, no, 2016 when. That was the plan all along. This time, it's kind of just been, you know, forced into that way by the long-term injuries to yep. to Lachlan Croker and stuff. Yep, but yep. He's, he's actually looking good. Um, Cherry Evans, fucking great game. Like, you know, $10 million game from Cherry Evans. Um, 
Sean Lane is actually going to be a loss. Whoever, I mean, he's that guy can find the try line, and he can, he can find the fucking he can find the midget. He's, he's like a poor man's Ryan James. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he he can find he can find the midget from ten meters out yeah. off a off a ball, yeah. you know, like you know, fifteen meters to the right of the upright. So yeah, you know, he he can find the try mm. like that. Um, and the one thing, the one thing, the disappointing thing. Is it because this has been an ongoing? This is like oh, five years, six years, maybe. Cherry Evans is without a doubt one of the greatest field goal kickers in the game. However, Manly Warringah Sea Eagles are without a doubt <laughs> the fucking absolute worst side at setting up for a field goal yeah, in a game. Yeah. They had that the as time was running as time was running down they were like you know there's like a minute left and Manly got a penalty or something like you know, or the knock there was a knock on and they got they, whatever it was they had like a, a set of six about ten meters out obvious you know field goal you know the, the field goals on I guess the opposition knew that as well and I didn't and I don't think Hodkinson was on the field so I guess that that did limit it to, to Cronulla go okay it's it's Cherry Evans or yeah. it's nobody so we can and that that was a problem with Manly back at you know. Um, you know, a couple of years ago where it was all Cherry Evans and they just knew that he could just, you know, bull rush him. Yep. But the fucking, the, it's, the, the field goal thing is really fucking simple. Forwards just fucking truck it up, truck it up, truck it up, stand deep. And Cherry Evans, he positions himself exactly where he wants to be for his best foot and everything like that. Yep. But the service is so fucking slow. The blockers are non-existent. I mean, you've got to have some fucking casual bodies line, you know, just like, <laughs> just walking around in front of the, you know. It, That's a fucking sad state of affairs. It's just, is. just the, the, the absolute, but then, and then when he actually kicked it, I mean, in, in the, in extra time, that first, the way they rolled downfield in that first set in, uh, in extra time was amazing. Yeah. They, they rolled downfield, unstoppable. And then, but still, the service was still fucking terrible, and he still had to fucking pull a move, go from a right foot kick to step inside and, and chip yeah. it in with off his left foot. Um, uh, no, I put that firmly on him. Despite that, he was the fact that he was in uh, in, in traffic and everything, and still got it done. Well, no, he yeah, mainly horrible at setting it up. Cherry Evans is horrible at being flexible. So if he but, where, where he where he took the service to that ball, right? So the, the hooker can only pass it to him where he's standing. Yeah, but the problem and is, that, he, but the hooker passed the hooker, hooker passed it to him, so he had to stretch his arms up in the air to catch it. That's not fucking good service no, when you come to a field goal. Yes, he did. He didn't stretch his arms. He had to. He had to catch it above his head. He had to catch the ball above his head. It was a fucking. It was like a. He threw like a lollipop instead of like this fucking bullet off the ground. Okay, so maybe it wasn't in the bread basket, but it. Cherry Evans for ten million bucks should be able to look at that and say, "There's the try line. There's the defensive line. I'm stepping back six meters." He st- he positions himself where he needs to be, so he can't complain to anybody else. But him, you know? no, that's right. He positions himself yeah, like back 100%. back with plenty of distance. He, no, he positions himself where he needs to be. The ball has to get from the fucking play the ball to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and if, I mean, he's, if he's six meters back, if look at the first one for example, right? Yeah. If Townsend had to run an extra six meters, he doesn't catch him. Yeah, but Townsend would have got the extra six meters in the time it took a fucking lollipop from Fainu to get the extra six meters. You know what I'm saying? The ser- like if the service isn't fucking fast enough, the defensive. If you if you go, all, all I'm saying is your club's paid Daly Cherry Evans too much, and it'll be the death of you, and you should all go to Perth. He is uh he is uh, the fucking match winner worth every fucking cent yeah. as he dominated all facets of this game and um then destroyed think- quite frankly the premiership favourites the Sharks were destroyed by Daly Cherry Evans almost single handedly. If you give the Broncos the out that last week took a lot out of them, I don't think you can say any less for Cronulla. 
not took nothing out of them. They were fucking. They were actually their best. They had Graham back. They had Townsend didn't play like a complete fucking liability. The Sharks just don't get any better than that. That was Sharks at home in front of their fucking racist fans. And I mean, we got a lot of you know Islanders and stuff in our team. They they you know they probably getting threats and like getting hearing like racial epithets at them the whole time. You know, yeah. trying to throw them off their game. So you know, for them to in the face of that to stand strong and to and to you know frankly flog them. And, but at the end of the game, I mean, they, they frankly flog him. It was it was just spectacular to see. Nice, <laughs> Alex underscore day. Great effort, Manly. Huge carries up the field. AF beast. Not even silly Walker bullshit could get in the way of the win. What did Walker do? He didn't fucking nothing. Um, on a daily bailer. There hasn't been much to be proud of this season, but that was a fantastic performance. Gobble your bag up, Sharks fans. Uh, Mario Seeks forever. Our bitches eat every fucking bag of Dixie Bogan racist scum. One thing, <laughs> have, have you got a tweet on there from uh, at Ben Dunn forty three? I just didn't want to give that oxygen thief any oxygen. At B E N D U N N forty three, Sharks fan. Yeah, go and put him on blast. Uh, well, after the game, you know, especially with everything that's happened with Matt Chechen. Yeah, we didn't speak tweet. about that earlier. Maybe we might talk about um, that. Later. He decided to take to Twitter to use some pretty fucking foul language to describe the match officials. Hurtful, hurtful fucking language. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to put it out there. The whole ref's fault thing is an in-joke, and, and, and I know that everyone except this Gronk knows that, <laughs> but it it's a tongue-in-cheek piss-take at people who blame the refs for everything. You're correct. You know? um, and i got to say, Twill Nation was absolutely fantastic in getting out there and just giving it to this oxygen thief mm-hmm. uh, and informing him that uh, it it wasn't the match officials who decided to take fourth tackle hit-ups every set. And that was that there, just, was, there, uh, was, some beauti- there was some beautiful oh, gallon ball yeah. played in the, in the dying stages um, of that game. So that's at Ben Dunn, B-E-N-D-U-N-N-43. Feel free to put him on blast every time you, uh, you see Cronulla do something shit. And I've got to say, actually, in that game, the most disappointing aspect of Manly's performance was they let Aaron Woods get a try. Um, <laughs> Alpha Ben RL, what a game. Moylan remembered how young he was. Ramian in beast mode. Awesome contest. Manly came back and smashed it. Unreal. Uh, Paul Mack underscore 78. Cronulla's middle is the Sean Lane lane. Ma <laughs> <laughs> uh, underscore Aaron. Cronulla is nothing more than Mount Druitt by the sea. Hence Moylan, Fafita, Lewis, and Graham. Hashtag just less accepting of foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers 40 to feed the Raiders 31 out there at Panthers Stadium, just under 13,000 in attendance. The Panthers 40 came from tries to Tamau, a double to Peachy, Fare and DWZ. Oh, sure, Mansour and Maloney as well. Cleary, six of seven conversions. The Raiders 31 tries to BJ Leilua, a hat trick, as good um, centers who loaf on the wing do. Elliot Whitehead and uh, Jordan Rapana with a great fucking spectacular individual try. Uh, Williams, four or five conversions and a field goal. Oh, and you got a penalty goal too. Yeah, look, we touched on this at the beginning of the show, the the talk about Penrith, but that's not a a finals-level performance. No. You, you can say, and, you know, to some extent I agree with you, that, yeah, okay, look, that they won and they got the two points and it's this and psychological advantage going in and it's better to go in winning than 
But. And you know, there's been you know, positive things. I mean, I know that I know there are negative aspects to it to it as well. In 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 thinking, well, we can come home strong, but there's also positive act- aspects as well. Like we're never out of a game. You know, there's there's, there's two exactly. ways. Exactly. That- exactly. And the most the most pleasing thing with with all of the stuff that's come out of Penrith is the the multiple comments of there were things that we'd marked needed to improve that hadn't been improving. Yeah. You know. I don't know exactly what Gus is talking about. Obviously, with confirmation bias, I assume it's everything that I think. Uh, but <laughs> with the addition of like you know master planning, plotting on how to on how to uh, yeah. cut teams, but um, they can't afford to play like that against top eight quality sides. Yeah, and yeah, with, with Canberra, they they seem to have this knack, especially against Penrith, of these unorthodox tries. Mm-hmm. Like you know, BJ's done it a couple of times. It's yeah. a quick tap. You're not looking, yeah. and fucking yeah. there he is. Yeah. Uh, and and that's firmly on. You know, uh, Maloney was having a, a chat to the ref, and Kickow was looking in the fucking stands. And his first first sixty minutes was Kickow. He's like oh, he was terrible. Um, yeah. Th- then you get the the Rapana try, which, which I am completely yeah. happy with that decision. I saw people bang the in the tackle and a strip and the thing yeah, you no. know what if you've got the ball in one hand out the side looking for a flick if pass, you're looking for if you're looking to pass the ball yeah, mean, yeah exactly you know I'm completely happy with that ruling um, those sorts of things that Canberra did that really should have set them up to win the game yeah um, I like that try, like that rap and a try. That that should have been such an emotionally destructive fucking try. Yeah. That should have almost been a game ender in, exactly. in, in just how devastating exactly. it was. Uh, I, I'm personally not a fan of our current hooking arrangement. And not that I don't like Tyrone May. I, I think if there's any position that we can use some stability in, yeah. it's the nine. Yeah. And which you which you've lo- which you lost, I guess, because you know of a mid-season retirement. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. And and Katoa is a, a wonderful, wonderful dummy half, and he, he's done very well in the lower grades. I'm just not sure that that translates immediately at this stage to to this NRL team. I'd much prefer to have Egan in there. I wonder what the team list is going to look like um, an hour before the game this week. Now that there's a new sheriff. And it's not Griffin's. You know, it's not his decision. I, I believe I want- the only change is that RCG starts. Yeah, we'll wait and see what happens now. You know, we, we bench, still we're but... still in the Tuesday twenty one mode though. Yeah, so. that's true. Um, yeah, look at the, at the end of the day, yes, they did enough. They did enough to win, but but the missed tackles in this side at the moment, heading into the finals, when it's been a problem for so much of the year, yeah, that that's got fucking alarm bells going. And the thing is, what, what, what was the, and what was the lead that Canberra had in this game? Like, I mean, like it was thirty one to. I don't know, like a twelve or something like yeah. that. So yeah, like Melbourne Storm, even the Broncos, yeah, the way they're going, the Sharks, it's thirty-one twelve. That game's going to finish at a minimum thirty-one to fucking twelve. Yeah, because they've got guys that are just going to roll into that into that fucking yep. long kicking, finding the line, juicing the clock, forcing repeat sets, exactly. pressure, 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 exactly, and just close and- shit down. And against them, you're not only worried about closing your own scoring gap, you're worried about stopping them scoring more. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, it, yeah, it's, it, it's not sustainable. Solzy04. He's like, last night when I when I saved his tweet, he's, uh, he's like, not, not his Twitter handle, but like, you know, his display name was like, 
I think like you know broken <laughs> broken magic mic or something or magic mic is broken <laughs> and then, then when this morning when I pasted it into the document it's uh, off season magic mic he's <laughs> like well dad step well done stepdad uh, I really fucking hate your fucking team almost as much as I hate mine <laughs> literally choked the whole season away whole season whole two seasons away really um, MKH comic. This 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 one. I'll preface this by saying the tweet itself is average, but the hashtag is absolutely fucking top notch. Okay. Once again, Canberra snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Cliche. Hashtag Raiders of the Lost Lead. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. Nothing witty to say this week. I just need Doctor Nate and Doctor J to pre- prescribe something to make 2018 go away. At least we got Glenn to look forward to on Twill 300. He knows my pain. <laughs> Uh, Twid po- Twill Podcast E. Raiders really played like they had something to prove today. Unfortunately, that something was the day of the NRL's premier lead squanderers after Manly attempted to steal their MO last round. It, um, I, I did see there was somebody on Twitter, and oh, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but they, they're a Raiders fan, yeah. and they'd mapped out the history of Raiders. Oh, that the yeah, yeah. What was losses? We have to find it and retweet we'll find it. it, and we'll retweet because it that thread was just like, you know, I, I, you read it and you just like you just question how you, how anyone could do it. Yeah, I mean, there are teams that like Newcastle had a bad fucking trot, and they yeah. you know, and their fans keep turning up. That's great, Raiders fans. They keep turning up too, but. Holy shit. It's not just like, oh, yeah, it's a it's a period of lack of success. It's this heartbreaking situation after heartbreaking game-ending situation. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you do it. Well, I mean, I guess porn, fireworks, and weed. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's how you do it. But, that um, shit's available everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Silk Road. Um, right. <laughs> Where are we? Adam Brockman. What sort of porn are you buying? <laughs> oh, I was just well, you know, I was thinking the other stuff really with fireworks. We can get fireworks everywhere. Alibaba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but do they not get inspected on the way in? Nope. Really? Nope. Oh, look, I'm sure some of them do. Can you get like fucking- Allegedly. Like, can you get like the good ass ones, like the ones that like blow your fingers off if you hold it too long? <laughs> um, I don't know about fingers, but they scorch your butt cheeks. I'm not going to your place on fucking Guy Fawkes today. <laughs> Adam Brockman, my Raiders didn't get up despite another close loss, but respect to this game for giving free-to-air viewers some great entertainment. Panthers need to smarten up to be contenders, though. Correct. He's like, hashtag up the Raiders, hashtag love this game. Look at that. What a positive disposition. Mm. Deformo96, looks like face-off again for Mansour. Ripped his new face-off. Yeah, you know what? I think a suggestion for Mansour is instead of going into the surgery and saying, look, this time, you know, give me a Josh Mansour. I think he should say, give me a fucking Cam Smith or a Billy Slater so I get a bit of protection out there on the field. Uh, <laughs> Do you see the uh, the picture of that? The, uh, which was like the new one. Yeah. Which is like the guy with the, yeah. the deep, yeah. I mean, it's only like, it's just going to be like stitches and taped up to play with tape. He'll be, he'll be yeah, back straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, after you've had a like the probably <coughs> the most invasive facial surgery you could probably have. Yes. Another fucking knock. You'd just be shitting yourself. Like you get another like a cop and yeah. elbow like that. Yeah. Okay, previews this week, round 22, Cowboys versus the Broncos on Thursday night up at 1300 Teeth Stadium. Uh, the Cowboys, 
don't have a lot really. I mean, they, they drop, Fenson uh, loses his position out through concussion. Uh, Corey Jensen comes in on the interchange. The Broncos. Boyd, the fullback, Osako to the wing, as would happen, you know, mid-game. Um, they've got, uh, they've put Pingu on the, what's our oh, Pingu's in 21. Is he injured or? Yeah, wasn't well, he um, potentially? This is potentially, is it? Yeah. And um, Maguire is replaced by uh, Offhand Goway. Look, the one, the intriguing thing here is, is uh, how do you pronounce his name? Like Gao Shibasaki. It's like his, his name's like, it's like a combination. It's like the Turkish samurai or something. Hang on, I'm just getting into the team lists. He's starting the centers and he's young as fuck too, I think. Like, like proper young or more than young? Like, pro- like proper young. I think like still, like still uh, literally a teenager. Really? But, um, the name intrigues me because he does, I want to call him a Turkish samurai though, because like his first name is like, looks like a Turkish, <laughs> a Turkish name and his last name is Japanese, but, uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's, I'm, I'm sure he's Polynesian or something, but, um, I honestly don't know. Is, is Saki an exclusively Japanese? I, I would, I, well, I wouldn't say so. Okay. What's his first name? G-E-H. A-M-A-T. A-M-A-T. G-E-H-A-M-A-T. Yeah. See, that, to, that, that to me just, like, you know, I'm going to call that Turkish. Okay. <laughs> but, look, the Broncos. Torres Strait Islander and Japanese heritage. Oh, fucking there you go. So he's a Japanese surname. Yeah. Tremendous. There you go. Doesn't tell me where his first name comes yeah, from. Yeah, because the first name is definitely not Japanese. Is that one of those weird Bible names? I don't know. Could be. Like you had, you know, Mark, Paul, John. Damn it. <laughs> now, um, the uh, Broncos, okay, they were tired last week. That's 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 why the doggies got them so bad. They've got a full week's turnaround, their full seven-day turnaround. Yep. This week, presumably, recovery is complete. They go up there at opposite ends of the competition table, but they're fighting for top four. Cowboys are fighting to avoid the spoon. Take that off the table, and it's Cowboys versus Broncos, which is always yeah. a tremendously, you know, uh, well, hard-fought encounter. Yep. Last time the Broncos got the win thanks to the inanimate carbon rod masquerading as the goalpost, if you remember. that that Yeah, that started the fucking crash, didn't it? Yeah, well, that, the Cowboys still weren't the bad Cowboys at that stage. Yeah. It was like, well, fuck me. I mean, you know, the, the, look how close that game was. They can't be... That's it. And then here That's we are, it. you know, 18 or, you know, 17 weeks down the track. And, you know, the Cowboys are fighting to avoid the spoon. The home field thing this year hasn't been the home field thing for the Cowboys so much. It Correct. hasn't been the most impregnable fortress that, you know, yeah. that it has been in recent years. Uh, well, you know, thanks to global warming, everyone's starting to get a bit warmer, so they don't have that advantage. Yep. That's- Sammy Thiday's yeah. 300th match. Uh, the last time he'll be playing against, you know, those two long-time, you know, Queensland teammates is, playing against each other. Is that as much as a thing? Like, I know they made a big fucking deal about Cronk versus Thurston. I don't really remember there being a rivalry there. No, that's no, not. The, it's not that it's a rivalry. It's that it's that you know they've they have played with each other for Australia yeah, for Queensland, you know, for so long. It's more like it's not not so much that history is enemies. It's a history is team as like you know which, successful which is, teammates. That completely fucks off the whole concept of state of origin. 
Like it's mate versus mate. Yeah, but not but but, but you know, but you're not versus your mate if you're from the same state. But no, but I'm saying that this whole fucking friendly, friendly yada yada yeah before the game. Yeah. F- fuck off. Great. Be friends when you're in Origin <laughs> camp. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's the whole point of it. It's guys that that'll bash each other for for 26 rounds coming together for three games. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I heard an interview with Thide and he pretty much said the exact same thing. Mm. He's like, look, you know, we're great friends, you know, we've, yeah, all the shared history, blah, 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 with the origin and the great times and everything like that, but we've got a job to do first. Afterwards, we're, you know, I'm sure we're going to, ha- you know, take a moment to reflect on it because we're both retiring at the same time and, you know, all that sort of thing, but there's a job to be done. And so, I mean, he seems to be, have his yeah, you know, head screwed it. on. Uh, look, I, I just, I don't think the Cowboys can get up twice. Last last week was an outlier. Like they showed yeah. glimpses of that against Souths. Yeah, and and then they they put it together in the second half against the Roosters. Yeah, well, they did the same thing and not even came over top of the Knights yeah, too. It- like their form line is actually better than the Broncos, the Broncos. as of the last couple uh, last three weeks. But, if you get, uh, if you get, you know, McLean's back in. That's a big in. Mm-hmm. If you then get. Smith and uh, sorry, uh, Scott and Hess and Tom Lolo playing like the, the second half representative forward pack that they are. Yeah, you know they they could. Yeah, um, I just don't see them having that intensity two weeks in a row. Okay, so you're saying Broncos? Yeah, I I just feel like Broncos because they they just need it more. Yep. I mean, at the end of, this is the time of the season when the cream of the crop seem, needs to fucking act like it. You know. And, yeah, uh, and, if the Bronco, and if the Broncos you know, are, are serious about this this season, then uh, they'll have to take full advantage. The Warriors take on the Knights, the pub slot over at the Mount Smart. Yep. Warriors at home once again. I mean, like if they can if they can turn it around this week. Warriors at home. If they can keep going, like I mean, they had a tough you know two week yeah. road stretch. The, that game against the Titans was absolutely you know terrible and forgettable. Yeah. yeah. But I, they, I feel they acquitted themselves well and, and redeemed themselves very well by taking on, you know, a, a team that has top four aspirations and fucking putting it to them. I just, I just feel that with Newcastle's ability to to have those shockers, especially out wide in defence, yep. um, this is going to be a pretty happy hunting day for, for your RTSs and your Johnsons. I also, and as, and as willing as guys like, you know, like, you know, Saifidi and, and Herman SASA are... I just don't feel like their forwards, even on their best day, can fucking match it. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, if your forwards can't match it with the Warriors, then you're just going to get fucking just shredded yeah. by, you know, your cutters and, you know, your Mel Mallows and your Fuss and all those guys. It's going to destroy you. Yeah. And then if two of us are Shekers, you know, coming back into his, you know, like he was when he left East. Yeah. You know, that kind of form again. Yeah. So. See, he's, he's, he's less dull sim. And I think now he's more a Rick to of Arsashek, where he's a bit older, a bit more cynical, and he's got a portal. He has to use a gun to fucking teleport everywhere. Oh, and he's gonna, yeah, and he's gonna, he's gonna he's embarrass all these fucking, the, all these fucking Mortys from Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Mitch. <laughs> uh, rabbits take on the Roosters Friday night football, the uh, eight pm game. 
Another big clash here. Isn't it just? I mean, the Rabbits are certainly getting their tests at the right time of the season yeah. if they want to sort of taper yeah. taper for a good run at the finals. And uh, look, they, they acquitted themselves extremely well in their best performance of the season versus Storm last week. Now they're going to have to turn around and do it again against the Roosters. I think the Roosters are far more inconsistent than the Melbourne Storm are. Uh, and it's just it's really hard to know what you're going to get. I mean, they're t- uh, Richie Kenner comes in on the wing for the for the Rabbits. Um, the way he's out uh, with a knee injury. Yep. Roosters same side as I mean, you know you know what you're going to get from the Roosters. I, I vaguely see, you're going to get base yeah. level forward performance. You're going to get Mitchell doing crazy shit and probably scoring a try or two. Yep. I I just feel there's a bit more min maxing in the Roosters than than in the Storm, and by that I mean. The, their forward packs yeah. gap between best game and worst game yep. is far bigger. Yes, definitely. However, their outside backs are probably less likely to have bad games than Melbourne's are. Uh, yeah. Um, right. uh, this one, I believe, will come down to can the Roosters forwards, because they really stood up to Melbourne. Yep. But they've been the weak point for most of the year. They're, they're not a, a... Well, this is the thing you're saying. with the, They've got the biggest vari- variation yeah. between their good games and, and their that, bad that's games. That's what I think it'll come and down And South's to. game is predicated on rolling through the forwards, quick yeah. play, the balls, you know. That's and, it. And if they establish that, then, uh, you know, they could win very well. Good night, Irene. That's it. The Titans take on the Panthers up at uh, Hope Solo Coliseum. I believe you'll be down there with the young fella for that game. I will be. The last time we saw the Panthers play the Gold Coast Titans... Um, he was oh, a week away from being born. Okay. And I was down there really fucking hoping that I could induce labor and get Tyrone Peachy to deliver him on the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> well, yeah, something's certainly better him than Bryce Cartwright. Oh, you know, look, that's untested. <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> He's not bad at taking them out. <laughs> oh, he's fantastic, but I mean... All he needs know. is to be given the opportunity to do it at the right time. I'm just saying that the mortality rate of Bryce Cartwright... <laughs> birth, the Bryce Cartwright birthing suite, the mortality rate is a 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um, the, potentially a danger game for the Panthers. you got you got this Titan side that got spanked pretty hard last week, and then mm-hmm. they'd be fairly embarrassed. Um, fortunately, home ground's not a thing for them, because... They've got no fans. They have no fans. Yeah. Um, but uh, if Penrith are going to start moving in the right direction, it needs to be a definitive statement this week. It can't be another come from behind. It can't be another lack of pressure building with a thousand missed tackles. Yeah. Because then what's changed? Yeah. You know? Uh, Funny thing is, though, is that the Titans are a, one of the exact prototype teams where you could go behind early and they'll score some arsey tries and, you know... Th- and Don's th- going to flip in the corner yeah, and, 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 and all this but stuff. They, yeah. But they are the team. When you can come back, you may even be able to come back from 30 down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> against um, the Titans. And I know the two points are a cold comfort to you at this stage because you just want to see a good fucking game where they play, like, finals contenders. 100%. But uh, the Titans have a way of dragging teams into, into you know, the 14th, 13th place team. Hogmire. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see RCG back starting in the front row, and hopefully that means he gets his little fucking mate um, Fisher Harris back in to get his head back in the game. Fuck, I miss good Fisher Harris. Yeah, well now he's now look. He's not bad, but no. he, he was my favourite player for the first half of this year. Yep. He was tremendous. 
Yeah. His demise seems to have coincided with, you know, RCG being out. I thought you were going to say with him getting cornrows. I was going to agree with you. But- well, that well, that too. I mean, I feel like he was just trying to jumpstart himself, <laughs> like trying to just mix things up, you know, get it moving again. But yeah, I mean, look, you know, bad haircuts are bad haircuts even if they're on your own team. It calls it like he sees it. And look, like, like, let's face like there, there have been players who've been able to rock the cornrows very successfully uh, and, and maintain like a level of play. Yeah, Wonga Blake. Steve Matai, fucking uh, yeah. Martin oh. Tepau. Let's you know, kick it kick it back even further, Henry Farfilly. Steve, Steve Matai. <laughs> One the greatest. The biggest. Well, the, the greatest centre in the game. Biggest fucking hypochondriac to ever fucking play the game. Yet still simultaneously be then, the greatest centre the game's ever seen. Then, and the greatest tackle of the game's ever seen. Then Marty Tapau, whose biggest fucking claim to fame and achievement- Is achieving more every week than any forward that Penrith has ever had. You know what? He, he right, is the <laughs> biggest grammar Nazi on Twitter- is he associated with Manly? I don't. I don't follow him on Twitter. What's he do on Twitter? Uh, there was a misspelling of his name. That's and, fair enough. And he's just fucking retweeting it with journalism one hundred and one. Yeah, well, that's all right. I mean, journalists are fucking then, journalists fucking are fucking tweets. crisis merchants. Any time to smash a journalist, I'm loving these fucking journalists feeding on each other lately too. Yeah, by but that, the way. that's not smashing a journalist. That's just being a fucking cunt grammar Nazi. Oh yeah, if you get, I would expect journalists. Like, if it's just a regular Twitter person, then I mean, it's probably excessive. I mean, yeah, that's like Mario Sieg's fucking you know area. But I'm, I'm saying, if Mario it's a fucking, is no longer the worst criminal. But if it's actually, but if it's man. actually a journalist doing it, then fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah I mean, well, no, they the should ju- they should actually have some. The kind. journalist isn't the one that fucking types the headline into the computer. So really, Kapow's running at a fucking eighteen year old intern who all they want to do is be a fucking journalist. Well, maybe they should fucking do better then. And he hashtags his own tweets, hashtag Team Kapow. What a and? fucking sad sack of self-promoting shit. That is like that fucking Jared Hayne thing where exactly. he's trying to do that clothing line with exactly. the fucking logo. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, I mean, like, the only person who, I'm trying to think- So all we've established here is that people with cornrows are fucking cunts. And how you've turned on your, your self-described- favourite player of the first half of the season. This is a fucking contravention. I'm trying to get in there before it's too late. You know? You, you put it this way. You know how long it takes to fucking put cornrows in? I mean, that's, that's a that's a fucking long lot of braiding. Well, it, it, so I'm saying, like, if you're going to do a contravention, I mean, you had you had hours. It, it, it's a lot of fucking gym time, too. Well, it's a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of time no. out of the training paddock. And out, I mean, maybe that's why he's... Uh, Look, Performances have dipped. So maybe. <laughs> fucking team Kapow, dickhead. Tell you what, though, fucking great player. Can't if he leaves, though. <laughs> 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 and obviously, um, Penrith are going to win this game um, probably 52 to 46. Yes. No, 52 to 47, because the Titans think they got it won. At forty-seven forty, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs at Brookie, um, and named to a much more worthy name, uh, the McGrath Foundation, the McGrath Foundation Stadium this week for um, obviously for charity reasons for the McGrath Foundation, breast Beautiful. cancer, and and so forth. A one a wonderful cause, and uh, the cause isn't good. It's a good charity. Well, the you know obviously prevention and breast cancer is pretty shit. Yeah, but I mean it's not like they're they're, they're not like they're, <laughs> they're they're funding like fucking chemtrails to give everyone breast cancer. I mean, 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the, the, the cause, the cause in terms of the reason of the, yes, yes. Marty fucking compare. <laughs> <laughs> team, team J Bow. <laughs> team J Bow. Step out. Um, <laughs> um, no change to the, to the, to the dominant winning manly side, uh, as they shouldn't be. Uh, the doggies. Frawley has been dumped. God, one of the engineers of their fucking wonderful play. Yeah. Greg Eastwood dumped. So that's about fucking, how much is he on? Like a shit ton, isn't he? Like 700, 900, 800? Lots. Lots of, probably more than the combined total of his teammates in reserve grade this week. Look, Greg Eastwood, no, look, Eastwood. Greg Eastwood hasn't okay. been good for fucking, he hasn't no, been good for a long time. But, but post NRL, mm-hmm. there's always a need for people like him as, you know, extras in movies that have Russian gangs as, you know, baddies. Yeah. Because I'll, 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 that is exactly what he looks like. I will go with that with one caveat. What? The scenes in which he appears are like, you know, you know, like a bar or a strip club or something like that, or in mm. like a street battle sort of thing. Yeah. And not in like an Eastern Promises style, like not in a Turkish bathhouse scene, <laughs> because I don't feel he has the physique for it. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's like the driver or someone. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. He's, yeah. He's like the one out in the door with the earpiece that yeah. gets the first one that gets killed by yeah, John Wick or whatever, exactly. you know. Spot on. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, rugby league. Manly. <laughs> um, okay, so, like, obviously, uh, Manly in spectacular form at the moment. Um, both of these sides have probably cleared themselves from spoon contention at this point. However, it's a very important game because I think that... Uh, both sides would want to uh, clear as far as possible away as they can. I mean, yep. looking, you know, given that it appears, I mean, in all things being equal, it appears that probably the Cowboys and the and the Eels will take another loss. What a fucking anti-climax this has been. To what? Which? Uh, I wanted a four-way spoon race. Yeah. I wanted for and against to decide the spoon. It's not over yet, though, because yeah, if, the, if you guys can knock the Titans off... And if Manly can Manly can win, it's actually the Titans are brought that that they'll actually be equal to Titans, probably better for and against. So that 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 bracket will actually the Titans will move into that sort of zone. Whereas the Cowboys and the and the Eels, if they can get something going, the Titans conceivably. Yeah, nah. For it to happen, the the Eels and North Queensland they'd have to make up two games. They have to be winning. Yeah, and the Dogs and Manly have to be losing. That's the only way it happens. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and but the Titans, I mean, you look at the the final the, the next five for them too. Yeah, it's not great. No, you know, you would never look at the Titans and go, oh, yeah, that's a gimme. Yeah, true. You know, they don't have it. There's no easy yeah. wins for them either. So yeah. what I'd like to do is see the Knights explode and, you know, and, <laughs> and their best season ever goes back into like a spoon contention thing because fuck those guys. Um, now, look, oh, yeah, Manly by um, by how many? Yeah. But um, I'll tell you that, Lachlan Lewis, fucking, he would look good in a fucking Manly jersey in six. That, yeah, I wonder how long the doggy's got him locked down for. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, they're pretty bad. I mean, they need the money. They, 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 you know, they're, they're paying out a lot of money to a lot of players at a lot of other clubs. Yeah. At the moment, so yeah. You know, if, look, if they, you know, we would as a favour to them, in to to honour the friendship between like you know Bullfrog and fucking Arco, <laughs> we would we would offer to take him off their hands because yeah, those two clubs have, have such a history of friendship. Well, I mean, they were they were, they were apparently fantastic friends until the whole Super League thing. That was the, that was the, the falling out between Arco and Bull. No, I'm saying the clubs. The clubs. Well, I mean, they fucking hate each other. Well, yeah, of course, and why not? There's so, Hazel, there's Hazel a cunt. Everyone that's ever played for the Bulldogs is a cunt unless they came to Manly. Um, 
for the ones that everyone who currently plays it, except for Lachlan Lewis. It's so Parramatta are playing St. George. They are. They are. And uh, they're playing at ANZ. They're playing on Saturday night. The Eels have brought in the man in black, Will Smith. Bevan French, next one to be fucking dropped out. He's like, well, out of favour. Won't be there next year, probably. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was a thing? That yeah. wasn't that long ago. Was it like last no. season, the start of last season, when, or, like, or through last yeah. season when he was scoring all these fucking length of field tries and everything, blinding speed? Yeah, it, will, it, it was because out of the fucking 13 on the field, 12 of them were marking semi-radradra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, what a fortuitous match for the Dragons. You know, looking to get back into some form. If you want, if, you, um, if you're trying to pull out, you know, pull out of a tailspin or something like that, yeah. it's nice. It's not, they feel the, the, the gentle updraft. That's the game it. against the Parramatta Eels. Although, we said that last time they played them like a month ago. Yeah, true. And you remember, it was barely, they barely scraped through at the end. Um, yeah. Uh, Vaughan, obviously a big loss. Vaughan is a very big loss. Lisa now is not a bad substitute to start with, though. But, I mean, he's not a Vaughan. No, he's um, not. Um, this is a test for the other the others in this, this St. George forward pack. Okay, here, here's some fucking adversity. Step up. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham needs to step the fuck up and stop Graham being old. Graham needs to. I, Get some stem cells into him. I think this is an opportunity for Sims. Yeah. You know, he, he can put some fucking credibility on his season if, if he really steps into a, not a, I'll just have a good game role, but a true yeah. leadership role. Yep. Uh, I, I don't think St. George will lose this one. No, I don't think so either. But yeah, last time, yeah, this is... It's funny. I mean, this, it's one of the ones you'd have to seriously consider for last man standing. However, I wouldn't really feel comfortable with my decision if I if I did. Yeah, it's just, and and that's I guess it's a testament to this season how fucking unpredictable it is. You know, at times, the Raiders take on the West Tigers in Canberra. Raiders traditional late season floggers of the West Tigers. True. West Tigers, look, I dare, I dare say the dream is over, especially this week when we look at the Warriors, the Panthers, and the Broncos all with very winnable games, probably more winnable than, than some they've had over the last couple of weeks, Yeah, uh, which means that they keep their margin intact. Yep. So, and it gets to the point then where, you know, the Tigers, they're, they're better than mathematical at the moment, but give it a fortnight and, yeah. you know, it's, and they're for and against us. So, you know what I mean? Like they need to make up three games. You yeah. Know. It- so it's probably, but, you know, these two teams are the two teams that are in position that if it was going to happen, it's going to be one of them. So it's the playoff for ninth. Correct. The um, battle of ninth. And uh, obviously the Tigers' rightful position. They'll have a lot of passion for this game. They'll feel like they deserve it. They feel it's their birthright to be finish ninth. The Raiders, do they even fucking care anymore? I don't I don't even know. Benji's been named. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know from... Look, it, it may have just been strained last week or... Whatever, but he he didn't look to be like even his range of motion in his leg yeah. was yep. limited. I, I don't know how fit he is, but Corey Thompson's been a big out. I mean, he's been good from this year. He has, and so that brings in the um, uh, the good WZ. Well, we know he Malarkey. is. We know he is Ivan's favourite WZ, and you know where he's playing next year. Oh, is he going back? Is he? He's going back. Oh, really? I yep. did not know that. Yep. Well, there um, you go. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, because if there's one thing, I mean, like for, for Ivan, the Wateni Zalesniarks are like fucking Pokemon. I mean, he's got, <laughs> uh, he's had them all. He's got to catch them all. <laughs> what, he found Asian people jacking off to them? Or? He, found, 
<laughs> he, he puts them in his balls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, imagine that. The, the poor daddy with Tenny's Lesniak's there in the stands and Tiger's cop an injury. Hyphen just runs down and rips his sack off and throws it at the ground and goes, give me another one. <laughs> He's like, that's okay, Malachi. You did your very best. Take a rest. <laughs> Jams him in his ball, <laughs> just stretching his scrub over his head. Um, I mean, funny story. That's how Peter Wallace came upon his injury. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, on on paper, the Canberra Raiders have fucking slaughtered them. Have, have that much more you know size up the middle and that much more strikeout wide. Mm-hmm. It and and then you look at the fact that well. It, are the West Tigers the team to take advantage of Austin in the centres? You know, defensively. Um, yeah. You know, he, he he's fucking Ayn Rand. Can can be a poor read. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm in a back camp. Or would you say he's more like <laughs> he's more like Stephen King? Like he's fucking fantastic yeah. until the end. <laughs> He just can't get it right at the end. <laughs> yeah. Look, maybe he's like the movie version of Stephen King books. No matter how good you think the read is, it ends up terribly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Canberra. I would like to think that Canberra... I don't, I don't, know, I don't want Canberra to win this game, but I, you just have to say, based on what we've seen over recent weeks for the long periods of the games... I, I'm just not sure the West Tigers have an answer for that. However, I don't think Cam- I don't think West Tigers have an answer to 30 Canberra points in them. That's- but I will never in my life again until complete <laughs> generational change has happened and Nick Kotrick is like the Ruben Wiki of this fucking side. <laughs> until that day comes, I will not trust this fucking side to hold a lead of any amount of points. Yeah, can't. Yeah. Uh, I've got them to. I've got them to win the game, but with zero confidence. Yeah. Storm take on the Sharks down at the Korean Housewife. Vuni Valu is in, replacing Chase Blair. With what we're looking at there is a pretty much a full strength Melbourne Storm backline. Yes. Uh, the the Sharks for their part, trot out the same team that was humiliated last week, um, with with all of the uh, you know. Mental scars, like the Melbourne Storm, I feel like um, they will feel the need, just personally, to respond to what happened last week against the. Uh, there's a lot of you know, players like their like their forward pack, for example. Yeah, will will feel like a, they have a personal mission to right the wrongs that allowed South to stroll through them in the latter stages of that game to build the match winning lead in the last twenty minutes. Yeah. It- um, the Sharks, for their part, I mean, you know, obviously they're going to feel like they had something to prove losing at home like that. Um, they do, and you know what? So maybe they'll have the Fords have chips on their shoulders, and so you know that you know what that means yeah. four tackle gal. Yeah, here's the thing: you, you look at all these teams who go up against Cronulla, and, and it's easy for us to be fucking armchair experts, but very easy, in fact, like Sunday morning. <laughs> but the, the amount of times that we've sat here and go, why the fuck do people get into grinds with Cronulla? Like, yeah. why do they do it? it? Is it not a thing now where people can can plan for that. It, it happens fucking often enough. If there's one coach in the NRL that's going to be able to prep his team for that, you'd yep. think it'd be Bellamy. Yeah. And have probably the best orchestrator of a game plan in, in Cameron Smith. Yeah. 
there. Um, looking at it, just looking at their fucking Tuesday 21. Have we ever seen, for Melbourne, named in the 18, the, the fucking Boy George guy? Who's the fuck is Boy George? The fucking Kamakamikian. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I don't think so. 24 years old. Okay. He's 195 centimetres. And he's 110 kilos. So clearly, if he were to make his way into the 17, he would be a, a one-for-one interchange with Nelson Asafasolomona. Fucking hell. Um, you know, you don't want to wish injury on someone, but fuck, I hope someone does an ankle. Glasby. <laughs> I just want to see this kid run. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm tipping Melbourne in, in Melbourne. Mailbag this week, we had a uh, tweet from Dirt Road Cowboy. He said, hey, uh, this week in League Aussies, while the real world worries about trade wars and interest rates, you made the Wall Street Journal front page for arguing over what to call a chicken palm. Hashtag backwater rubes. I just, just wanted to address that. And it was like it was, it was, like, a, it was like, a, like an opinion-y, like a, you know, just a dumb fucking human interest thing. You know, it's like Palmer palm versus palmy. You know, and about Australian slang and things like that. It was a little article. Look now, listen, there is no argument. They're fucking palmies. Get the fuck out. And uh, I would rather that that be the biggest issue that we have to to argue about, rather than having an orange fuckhead in the president's in the pre, in the White House and uh, you know shooting up your fucking kids as they try and get themselves an education and uh, fucking dirty water in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Clean those up and then you too can, you know, debate the difference between a fucking chicken fried steak and <laughs> and, and, and a palmy and a palmer and the rest of it. Well, you know, fucking exclusionary attitudes. Why? Why can't it be both? Because... It can't be potato cake as well as potato scallop. There's a correct answer, and then there's, and there's an incorrect answer. Oh, that that's a fucking completely different thing. Okay. I'm talking about that. that's the name of something. This is just how do you colloquially shorten something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's it. Like if... If you're in <clears throat> fucking far north Queensland... You, 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 this this right? sounds like... This sounds like fucking... Fucking Palmer loyalist doublespeak. No. <laughs> But if you're in far north Queensland yes. and you have a delicious crumbed fillet of chicken, yep. deep fried, yep. with tropical fruit fritters on the top, and you decide to call it banana parma, then <laughs> fucking yeah, you do you. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's, it doesn't have like the red sauce and the yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's not like that's not a chicken parmigiana. That's a that's a, that's a, some kind of fucking. I didn't say it didn't have red sauce on it. I said it had tropical fruit fritters on it. Yeah, well, I don't think that I don't think that the Italians would put tropical fruit. I mean, that's that's a different. It's a different thing. Basically, it's a fucking ham and pineapple pizza. Yeah, with chicken with a fucking delicious schnitzel instead of the base. Look, I'm telling you, I'd eat the fuck out of it. I'm not. Don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. 
Sounds great to me. I'm just saying, I don't think it's applicable. I think the, I think the argument is more centered on, on, on what a strict palmy would be. No, yeah, it's 100% palmy. Yeah. But I'm saying, if you were to call it a palmer, yeah. I'm not going to potato cake your category for that. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Um, Christy Davis, 02. Would uh, This Week in League and Family pay the cost of the fine if someone ran onto the field with the ref's fault scarf? No. <laughs> you fucking make your bed. That's it. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 we wouldn't. Uh, Sam Sparrett, is there is there a team in the NRL that has more hyphenated names than the Panthers? I don't know. Off, off the top of my head. I mean, you you do have like, you know, your, got your Fisher, Lesnar, your Fisher Harris, 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 Fisher Harris, Harawira Naira. Harawira Naira. What else you got? Um, is that a, is Harawira Naira hyphenated or is that a mill name and a surname or is that a dual surname? I think he's got the, I think he's got the hyphen going on there. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I will double check, but I'm pretty sure he's got the, the hyphenated thing going on there. But um, at the moment, I think Panthers would have to be certainly um, close, right? Uh, what's his name? Fucking Cleary hyphen Tiger Cucker. Yeah, except he, and his dad, he's, but his dad, the other, you know, on the other hand, is Cleary hyphen, you know, double double cuck. Because I mean, not only would not only would he uh, be you know, cucking the Tigers by leaving them earlier, one year into a three year contract, but he'd also be cucking himself by going back to the club that fucking unceremoniously shafted him because he was quote tired. <laughs> um, so yeah, but Tenny's Lesniak, Fisher Harris, Campbell Gallard, Harry and I, he's a hyphen. That's it. So you got, was that, was that four? I'm not going to go through every team list, but to me, I think that might be the most at the moment. Have to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just like Newcastle are probably the teams with the most apostrophes in their names, just, you know, solely due to the fucking Matautia family. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> The Biddles won. Here's one for you. The March 10 for back chat rule. In AFL, they're marched 50, roughly one-third of the field. How about being marched 30 metres, roughly one-third of the league field, then kick for touch? I bet that would shut some flappy lips. Thoughts? Fucking oath it would. It certainly would. But I mean, like that descent, descent thing, it only happens like it's not that much. But, if but, it happened once a game, on average, I'd be very surprised. Uh, I reckon it's more like once every three or four games i i played and this might be a good segue to talk into the chechen thing okay um the, you know the that chechen thing where he got death threats after the international game the the disallowed try for feeder he didn't refer it upstairs just backed himself which was the yep. right, right decision i mean but it's one of those ones where you know if that, if it had been given you go like yeah i can see it yeah exactly but i feel i, I felt like that he was right um is that the only game he's ever received death threats from? Oh, look, I'm sure I've fucking given him a couple <laughs> at some stage. Like, see, I, see people don't remember Chechen's, I, I, Chechen's history <laughs> against me personally. He's personally fucking targeted, targeted me and my family on many occasions. Targeted harassment. The first game he ever had. I don't remember who the, the main referee in the game was. It was Manly versus the Warriors in New Zealand. It might have been Steve Clark. Tore his hamstring. Yeah, okay. And so Chechen made his rugby, his NRL refereeing debut in the second half of that game. Oh, fuck. Absolutely fucking cunted Manly out of a win with a terrible <laughs> performance. So at that point, I knew. I knew it was fucking on between him so and So you, you and this Ben Dunn 43 bloke would be good mates, wouldn't you? He, 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 it was a Titans game where I was in the front row behind the goalposts. Yeah. And he gave, awarded a penalty to Preston Campbell on full time when Manly were leading by a field goal. Uh, right in front, 15 metres out. That's fantastic. 
and said that said that uh, that, that uh, Matt Orford like you know ran him off the ball or tripped like he put a grubber through and got and, and fell over. Yep. What he actually did was just dived over thin air and Orford's leg wasn't stuck out. Was, you know, and, and the replays on the big screen show and everyone's going fucking crazy. I nearly jumped the fence. Yeah. That was that wasn't going to be a threat though. That was like a death promise. Yeah. You know, Having said that, like seriously though, like, honestly, if you're like fucking somehow like communicating death threats, you know, like legitimate death threats to like family and stuff of a referee, what the fuck are you doing with your fucking lock? Here's the other thing. I'm curious as to how the death threats came. Were they like, like those, like the ones like where he's getting stuff in his personal, like ones where he's like, what, fuck me, they know where I live, you know, that kind no, of thing? But here's or- the thing, because it was- while he was there, because he said that he got the call and the feds had to pick oh, him that's up right. from yeah. the airport and drive him home. Yeah. Fucking good way to get out of an Uber fare. But it, is it is it because people got the shits on social media and said, you know, fucking Chechen, if I ever see you, I'll fucking bash you. Or if there's actually like legitimate, like non-venti sort of things where it's just actually... They but, have identified your home address. Yeah. And communicated the desire to exactly. kill you. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, there is a massive difference in look, the two. There's, there's so many facets to this. A, you take a job in public life, mm-hmm. then you've got to expect a certain amount of scrutiny. Yep. And for something that you go into knowing people are as passionate about as a professional sport, mm-hmm. you, that that comes with the territory. I'm not saying it's right and it should be allowed yeah, to happen. Yeah, and, and, and death threats, obviously, are far in excess of that boundary, though. That's 100% I mean, right. But how, however, like, people, I mean, fuck me, people will vent on Twitter about me. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, um, make a death threat, yeah, it might be different, but, uh, like, you know, if I get in my letterbox or something, but, you know. Yeah, if you get in your letterbox, obviously. But, you know, again, there's ways that, that you deal with that. I was looking around at, at especially the referees' performances. One of the big things is I saw all of these people that are media personalities going out saying that they never bag referees themselves that I just think is a disconnect mm-hmm. they think they don't when they're harping on a decision right. that was made that is against that for 10 minutes Correct. and then at the end of the game they talk about oh the turning point when the terrible decision I still think that was a trial or you know they yeah it's it really is at media level yeah. And to top it off, right, um, I was watching the the mid-game review, and fuck me, I can't even remember what game it was. Was it the Cronulla-Manly game? That was the early Sunday afternoon Maybe. game. So it was, so- anyway, so on Fox, <laughs> at the mid-game yeah. where they put the panel on, yep. they had uh, Michael Ennis, Alex McKinnon, and Justin Hodges. Yep. And the three of them all said, when they got their thing of, okay, well, how do you think the second half will turn out? The three of them said a variation of, I yes. hope, who, did Perinara ref that game? Yes. Okay. I, I hope Perinara puts the whistle away and lets the boys play footy. Yeah. It, and you know what? It wasn't like it was that fucking, it was, I think the halftime penalty count might've been eight, four in favor of Manly and it finished 13, 10 in favor of the Sharks. So. I'm, I'm not concerned about that at all. But, no, but I'm saying, it, not one of them said. Geez, I wish the players would fucking stay on side. I wish the players would get their hand off the ball in the ruck. Yeah. Wish yeah. the players would- It's funny how the first the first the first thing is always, oh, the referee should do their job worse. It like you are or literally if- saying, referee, <laughs> please stop officiating the rules of the game. Um Stop doing your job so accurately. This, so that this play can continue. Yeah. Like, I know they've infringed here, but so that this play can continue. Yeah. It it just boggles the fucking mind. 
And that is like an, that's an that is an entrenched mindset. Yeah, though that is so hard to change because it's the forever mindset <laughs> since day one. But also on the field, one thing again I'm noticing more and more and more these days is players and especially fucking younger players coming through, laughing, talking over mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Yep. You tell me how many other situations you'll be in where there is a position of authority, forced or not. Yeah. You know, when a policeman pulls me over on the side of the road, um, that that's forced authority. Yeah. I, I haven't given it to him because I know him as a person and respect his worldview yeah, and, yeah. and who he is as a man. It's because he's-, he's, how, he's yeah. how well does it turn out for me if I start fucking laughing at him? Yeah. You know, if he says something and I, oh, fuck, yeah, good on you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the shit I'd like to see gone. That's the shit that if someone has a little fucking smart-assy narky comment- Straight away, boom. Fucking march him. Yeah, March or 10, yeah, 10 minutes. I'm saying March penalty, 10 minutes. Yeah, don't send them. Don't send them, yeah. It's funny, you see the Perinara dealt with Gallon. (laughs) Gallon was fucking like remonstrating, like, with him, and and, uh, it was about a player, you know, a a player tackling uh, a manly guy, an offside player tackling a a Mm. guy. And he's like, he wasn't even involved in the play, and he's like, Paul, he made the tackle. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, (laughs) shut down, fuck off. (laughs) But this is that thing, though. Yeah. It's this whole thing of, well, I'm just going to say something. It's not fucking true. Yeah. And I'm- a lot of it's gamesmanship to, to stop the play, you know, give his guys a rest and set the defensive line. I mean, I get yeah. that. But, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's still going back to back to where it all it all started. A third of the field? Yeah, why not? 100%. Work. I mean, it's hard, hard to, uh, you know, it's 30 metres. I guess it's just on the touchies to say, okay, you know, set the, set the mark. Yeah. Where the thirty meters is, you uh-huh. know, from here, and uh, yep. The thing is, I don't think that I don't think descent is as much of a problem as you know your regular run, every other penalty, you know, like your you know, offsides holding down, all that sort of thing. I think the descent thing it only comes up once every, like it's not such an epidemic that See, I feel the, the thing, rules though. need to be changed to to stop true, it. True, true. But tell me, tell me, it's not a possibility that if you drastically give the referees, you know, the the blanket ability, yep. To be listened to and respected. Tell me that doesn't change some of the behaviours in the game. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But I mean, but yeah. the, but the the thing is with the the descent thing doesn't really happen that that often. It's more the, the more problems with the way the referees are spoken to. I think is the way that the captains can almost approach. I mean, they'll tell them to piss off, you know, now and yep. then, but they still they still make the approach. They, they run at them every time a penalty's there, and to start to start fucking yeah, yapping at them, you know, that's a, a bigger problem, and that's and that's not really a penalizable thing unless they sort of change the is wording. It? I don't. I don't think okay, so. Because so if, the ca- if you've given away a penalty, right, and you're yep. there talking to the referee, yep, and you're in front of him, if he if he says if he then says I'm not talking about this, you know, piss off. No, blow your whistle. Yeah, get on with the game. That, that's yep. all the referees need to do. They need yep. to stop engaging. Yeah, blow the whistle. If Gallon wants to stand there and talk to him about it, then he's offside. Give the mark. Yep, offside and blow a fucking penalty straight Ooh, away. You're yep. standing offside and you've affected how they can how they yep. can uh, unfold yep. their play. Yep, that w- I'd be happy more happy with that. Yeah. Definitely, no, definitely. Cut, cut the shit, cut the prima donna stuff. Just yeah, officiate. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Mero Shahadi said, "I was listening to this week's podcast while going through airport security. Forgot my phone in my pocket. Went through the scanner. Got yelled at by the security guard. He takes my phone, sees Twill playing, and says these blokes are okay. Eh? For fuck's sake, you cunts are everywhere." And Glenn and I have a story similar to that with a, a ferry at, at Circular Key as well back in like 2011. Um, but yeah, it's always good to see those sorts of things. And there is just like a, there's this fucking, 
there's this, this it's not even I wouldn't call it like a, a sub culture of listeners of the show because it's the dominant it's the dominant amount of listeners where they're not on Twitter they don't they're not on Facebook they yeah. don't, they don't give a fuck about social media yep so they don't really interact with the with the show at all but they're just out there they just come up as like statistics every week as like listeners and we'll never fucking know who they are. And, and we love you, just except for the, except for the, except for the ones that buy the, the ones that buy memberships. You have no idea how to pair them up with Twitter or Facebook or anything. I've like never it. seen their name before. Apart from those guys, it's 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 crazy. And we fucking love you just as much, if not more, than some of these gronks on social media. Absolutely. And if you ever, I mean, you know, we always get like you know a dozen or so a year that you know, pop on and say, okay, I finally signed up to Twitter because of blah blah blah. Yep. You know, which is great. But if not, you know, just keep listening, and uh, you know, you can get in touch with us anytime. Is this the thing? Do we, you know, because there's, there's a, a Facebook page, yeah. right? Should there be a Facebook group? Is that a thing? Is that different? It is It is different, but I mean, we could. There you go. We could do something like that. Like, oh. bang, yeah. Take it old school, put a forum on the website. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are we? Just some general stuff. I think it's, it's, a, it's a while away yet. It's weeks away yet. But uh, I thought, why not just at least start planting the seeds and everything? Um, grand final weekend meetups. Uh, as we did last year, we are, we are going to do a members meetup on the evening of Saturday, September 29th. So if you are a current Twill Nation member, you'll get an email and uh, give you the location. We honestly haven't decided the location yet, but uh, we'll, we'll let you know, you know, closer to the date. And uh, it'll be central, you know, like Surrey Hills-ish, you know, kind of radius at the worst, I'd say, from the yep. CBD in the city. Uh, we could we, we kind of central and close to transport. Uh, then the big one is on that grand final day itself. Uh, we usually kick this one off about midday, and we're there, you know, through all the grades, through the telecast. And are we going to do the same place here? I reckon I was yeah. a fan of the... Yeah, okay. So that was the Edinburgh Castle Hotel Edinburgh Castle. in CBD. I forget which street it's on, but it's, it's right in CBD. Easy to get to. We had the whole, entire top floor last time, so there was plenty of room and everyone could splinter off into groups and chat and mix. And there was an outdoor thing. If people wanted to smoke, there's like an outdoor section. Mm-hmm. Um, just great venue all around. And they really looked after us last time. So uh, look forward to getting back down there. So that'll be uh, on grand final day, which is going to be the 30th of September. Especially if you're Irish and a tiger. Yes. After him. So make your plans uh, to get down there. We'd love to see as many of you there as possible. And uh, we know that there's a, a massive core group of people that show up to these meetups year in, year out, which is, and it's going to be, it's almost like a, a week, uh, a yearly reunion with those guys. So it's great to see. And uh, yeah, as many new faces, you want to come down, say hello, come down, have a beer. Imagine the chaos if the members function. We, we ended up at, um, oh, you couldn't really get into the SFS, could you? No. You'd probably walk on a Leichhardt. Yeah. You could yeah, walk on a take, take some footies and, and kick them Have around and yeah. throw them around. <laughs> and at the end, everyone can go and take a shit under the scoreboard. <laughs> like you, no, we line up the Patron shots on the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take a shit. And then we'll just smear it all over it. And we'll take a photo of it. And we'll call it Justin Pascoe's Integrity. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll put it up in a gallery. I'll you take a shit and then put like goggle eyes on it and call it <laughs> and call it Justin Pascoe. <laughs> Uh, also, this week, just happy birthday to long, long time Twill Nation members, uh, Lando, and uh, and the powerful Aussie Blackwell, who is a Saint George supporter. You see with the with the Restfold scarf at every fucking game, Dragons game, pretty much up and down the Eastern Seaboard. Um, what was that other thing that you happy wanted to talk about? Happy birthday to Rugby League. 
Rugby league itself, what we're doing the birthdays. Happy fucking birthday. Um, you old cunt. I've only seen the biggest tiger mention this today. But, you know. You- I'm sure probably now we've been recording a show. You know, we've been recording for three hours or chatting for three hours. Probably a bit more spread around now. But uh, Yeah, that is true. The NRL hasn't sent a, done an official um, thing on their social media. I don't know. They've blocked me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> How the fuck you get blocked from there? I mean, like, I'm, I've had some weird blocks in my time, like Todd Greenberg and stuff, but and, and like all of Triple M, like in the Triple M NRL and, mm. and like, you know, Dan Ganae and all, like, I, I have a feeling that Dan Ganae might have run all their social media at some stage. And I, I, I remember this quote tweeting them once, like, years ago, because yeah. they said something fucking stupid. Yeah, absolutely stupid like a mistake in a headline and I just like mocked them and I'm like blocked from every Triple M thing in New South Wales <laughs> yeah there you go um, yeah so um, you know t- today was the day today was the or maybe you wouldn't say it's a birthday maybe you'd say the first match was the birthday maybe today yeah. was the conception yeah okay so okay so yeah the conception like of the, the this idea was just raw dogged into the head just, of a like minded group of individuals yeah and just the the, the see the, like just the the load was like just just tremendous, yeah. Lots of viable fucking swimmers, yeah. And uh, and th- and they began their fucking march. Exactly, like the you know the Rapana sperm fell over and you know, the the, <laughs> the, uh, the the Ponga sperm did a fucking hamstring on their tail and then the Justin Pascoe sperm basically just fucking collapsed. The second it left the tube, <laughs> asked where Marina Go was to hold its hand to the egg, <laughs> and then this wonderfully fucking rock chinned sperm fertilized that egg. I was gonna say, I, th- I, thought, I thought you were talking about, the, I thought you were talking about Ivan, and, and he just got halfway and then turned around and tried to swim back up in again. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were the Raider sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Although they just fucking just collapsed. They just <laughs> collapsed about 75% of the way there. Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday, Rugby League. That's the praise you deserve. <laughs> That's full-time episode 299. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Uh, also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Um, don't forget to give us a review if you haven't, especially in commemoration of episode 300 coming up next week. And... Uh, I spoke to Real Dad last night. Yep. So he's going to come down on Tuesday, our regular recording night, right? With so. the caveat that he has, you know, life stuff that yeah may come up, but yep. he has every intention of. Uh, if it would, no matter what, if he's got life stuff, then he's going to have, at least have to install Skype or something. Yeah, and get him. We'll, we'll sort get, it one. We will get another. him in that way. Yeah, he will. He will definitely be in like one he, way or another. He is the Ivan to our Panthers. Yeah, but at, at, but at this stage, at this stage though, we are expecting him to be alive in a studio. Yes. In the flesh. Yes. So uh, for the first time in, I don't even remember, what was your first episode? You probably remember better than me. It was after 200, but oh, I don't I'm remember not sure the number. How. It was not last year, the year before. Yeah. I want to say it was building like in the early 200s or something like that. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah. So if you haven't given us a review, uh, hit us up. Um, we had three this week, which is fantastic. Yeah. The first one came from Alpha Ben RL, our mate. Uh, like mates, without the hassle, five stars. Nate and Jay, the saviors of your Wednesday, the kings of midweek, long-time listener, and these guys just never get old. Hilarious banter balanced with legit views on NRL games, news, and gossip. Great comments and inclusion from the Twill Nation. Jump on board and join in the fun. That's a tremendous advertisement. Good stuff. Um, 
Panther Seaman, the voice of reason, five stars. This podcast is like your first ever shot of whiskey, a burning assault on the senses with a smooth aftertaste that leaves you wanting more. A refreshingly honest look at the game of rugby league delivered by a pair of lovable degenerates. Awesome pod with an equally awesome community of like-minded legends. Get around this week in league and to all nation. Thank you, sir. These are fantastic reviews this What week. a fucking stand-up individual. Oh, indeed. And uh, a tricky emu. Bullbender, five stars. Simply a must listen for anyone with a passion for the game who wants a factual yet comedic view on current topics in league that will make you laugh constantly and sometimes uncontrollably. These guys know their stuff and deliver it in a no-holds-barred, no-players-mum-is-safe kind of way. <laughs> Reviews and previews each week, fantasy, tipping, and last-man-standing comps and merch. These two guys who say what everyone's thinking in a hilarious way about current topics and players in the NRL, plus about 10%. Or 25% for Jay if he's on a rant. Totally addicted to this podcast like some kind of crazed ice junkie. I've even gone back in time to listen to the older episodes from a few years ago to get my fix. The older episodes are close to home for me as there's a deluded West Tigers guy who sounds strangely a lot like me. He constantly talks about hope and glory every year, but in the end, he just ended up ninth. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for the reviews. Fantastic batch this week. Um, If you haven't done it, go to iTunes, the podcast section, go to sports and recreation category, check out what's hot. You'll see us in there. Uh, Clicking there, choose a rating, leave a review and uh don't forget you can get us i mean i don't know if you can chuck reviews on these other fucking apps and everything but we are found in all good podcasting fucking places um tipping this week punching prolapse gradually extended his lead a little bit that's three games still plenty of time to go though then we got robbo in second what a fucking tragedy if he won uh ben diggity mitch alpha ben rl peter manola jared ash pele and mario siegs six point spread from first to tenth last man standing what we got Still three left. Three. I was. I was certain that that Broncos doggies game would have killed the entire comp off last um, week. Stunned. Look, I'm. I'm mulling up. You know, obviously that. You know, we. We. we well, we need to wrap it up before. Before, before rounds. Well, we still got four weeks really. Do, five, five, four, five weeks of games. True. We? But do we put in the caveat now that from this point forward mm-hmm. you're still in the competition? Once you've picked a team, mm-hmm. you can't pick them again. If you're prepared to administer that, no, yeah, it's okay. Well, you know, they're emailing and tweeting their stuff. It's not hard to order. Yeah, yeah, okay. Especially with only there. three now, I guess. But yeah. yeah. So from this point on, from this point on, if you were still involved in the last man standing competition, at a degree of difficulty, if you pick a team, you can't pick them again. All right, I'm happy with that. Done. Second motion is passed. Donuts. Supercoach, bought not bread on top, the cheap seats, Sam Seals, the pool of death, the journeyman, pineapples for the pokies, meme queens, super turbo brothers, junior mints, and uh, the grey ghosts are our top 10. And uh, we've got one player in the top 200 and top 150 of Supercoach overall. Good stuff. A um, couple in top 1,000. So but, uh, all our top 10 sit inside the top 3,000. So good going, folks. Well, that, that's basically they're coming first, you know, because you take there's obviously 3,000 people that have just asked it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, there's one guy that's got fucking Caleb Shanks doing his team for him. Yeah, yeah. At least. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That's it, man. Um, so, yeah, so I guess with the 300th coming up next week, um, big episode. We'll have to we'll have to put some uh, we'll have to reminisce on some stuff. So p- thank you for people who've sent in uh, hashtag Twill three hundred tweets with you know memories across the entire run. You know, going way back to when it started, like whatever fucking seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, we would love to have plenty more. Uh, we've got Real Dad, obviously, we'll reminisce with him a little bit uh, about the old days, about the good old days, and, uh, you know, when his team was ninth and 
Well, fuck me, what's old is new again. Um, he, he could legit be one of those cunts that gets frozen in ice. <laughs> like, there would be no culture shock at all. <laughs> when he wakes Tell me about the last time. How many premierships did, you, did I miss? Like, Zero. He could have been frozen in, like, 2007. Yep. And wake up yesterday... Benji and Robbie. Benji and Robbie. Steer in the night. night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall see. All should be revealed next week anyway. Um, that's it. That is uh, all we got time for. Well, we got we got time for a lot of fucking more, let's be honest. But that's all we're given. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so take it. <laughs> I'll see talk you next week. week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.